AT&T in general out oh, in the middle yeah, of nowhere? That's what I was doing. I actually had a uh, pistol in my hand at the time. Um, I was really ticked off. When I was having this fit, I, had, I was waving the gun in the air, okay, and I had this fit. And at this moment, I said, okay. Undercover, Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, with your host, Joe Montaldo, right here on the Paranormal Radio Network. Welcome to UFO Undercover, with your host, Joe Montaldo. Took forever to get through all of that. What the hell is going on here? Where did this picture come from? Uh, oh, there's my lovely face. Okay, that's much better. Uh, how's everybody doing tonight? Strange night. I can already tell it's going to be a weird night. Sorry, guys, i got to go turn the AC on in a minute. That's the backup AC running because uh, it is hot as hell in Louisiana right now. Um, today, uh, in my construction company, I had a crew out working with us. It was uh, in the apartment we were working, which has no power at the moment. It was 108 degrees with 100% humidity. It's kind of weird because it's hot as hell. And then you get in the shade, and it's, it's almost like you're walking through water. Um, it's, it's a weird feel. I mean, you get used to it when you live down here, but it's, it's a weird, weird feel. I think our guest, who's going to be on in just a second, might have an idea, because I was looking where he lives, and he, he may see some humidity from time to time. From here, starting, yes, Cal, starting from, um, let me switch over the other comments, too, on so I can see them on the. So starting around mid-May, 
all the way through about mid-September, it's just muggy. And, you know, it's great because it rains in the afternoon to cool things down, which, which it does. It cools things down for about an hour or two, and, and then it's super muggy. It's literally like you can go outside around 6 p.m. and it's like walking into a sauna. And, well, James, you wouldn't see a UFO anyway because everything's steaming up all over the place. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that song later in the show. Um, we got a lot going on tonight. Uh, we're going to be talking to our guests in just a few minutes. A couple of things real quick, and then we'll get into what we're here for tonight. Don't forget, guys, if you're out there working or you're seeing things or you're having strange accounts or seeing weird reports of anything like that or <clears throat> just having, uh, just in general, seeing things that you can't explain, there's lots of us to contact. And it's not just us these days. There's lots and lots and lots and lots of groups. So, you know, you can always contact somebody local uh, if you see a UFO or you see a Bigfoot or God knows what else you might see out there. And, Jay, what do you mean do I believe in Bigfoot? Let me tell you this. I, I don't not believe or believe because I've never seen one. And I'm a coon ass, okay? I don't know if y'all know what a coon ass is. I'm liable to shoot Bigfoot and take him home, okay? So <laughs> I probably will never get to see a, a Bigfoot because they'll be, oh, no, we're not going around that dude. He, he might eat us. Um, it's a strange, it's it's really strange how all of this works out <clears throat> um, and how many reports we get. You know, I've been, I've been in the field on and off for 40 years. Uh, not including all the radio, doing construction, doing all the other people I talked to from being in the military and stuff. And this is something that's just never going to go away. Uh, and what's interesting about that is I see more and more and more and more people um, doing, how can I say this? Um, planetary landscapes or extraterrestrial planetary landscapes, which I find fascinating. I mean, some of them are just stupid. <clears throat> some of them are really, really good. Um I guess you really have to be into sci-fi uh, or fantasy might be better and have a really good idea if you wanted to go into that. And we're going to ask our guest tonight, you know, what he thinks about that, if uh, if he's ever drawn in weirdnesses like that. But anyway, we have Zane uh, uh, Lodi with us tonight. I was going to try to mess his name up again. Um, he is the illustrator winner from Writers and Illustrators of the Future this year, <coughs> uh, Valium 38, if I remember correctly. Zane, how are you, man? I'm doing well, Joe. I'm doing well. How are you? Hmm. Other than going crazy, good, man. Good. Um, so, how, I mean, I mean, um, wait a minute, Zane. Where I know Zane, Zane, Zane. Recently, I heard your name. Tom Wood. Is that where I heard your name at? Right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. You know, I just had Tom Wood on just recently, like uh, three or four weeks ago. And uh, he, was, he was telling me about how flipping freaking busy he is. <laughs> <laughs> and then your name came up in passing. I was like, oh, okay. Well, that's good. <laughs> let's, let's, well, no, I'm, I'm, I'm all for <clears throat> put these winners to work. Get them out there and make them earn their keep and stuff. Uh, I've seen, I mean, look, I've seen some talented people. This is my third third one I'm hosting. I'm not hosting, but being there as, as press. And they have been some really talented people showing. Honestly, and, 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 and this sounds like sucking up, but I really just haven't seen any really bad artwork at these. Or it was... I hate to call it artwork because it's because it, I know it's art, but it, it seems to encompass more than that. Because with the fantasy and sci-fi and, and some of the other bringings into it, it feels a little deeper than just the word art. Um, it probably doesn't make any sense, but no, no, I agree. It's a uh, in illustration. It's a lot about the storytelling aspect, so it's a lot of story alongside just art. So it goes a little past the visual stuff. It's, it, I know, I know, it, it, it weirds me out. Um, when I, when I'm, cause I'm walking around, cause you know, I've said this a million times, you probably hear me say it, but, but I, 
you know, I have about zero talent when it comes to art. I mean, stick man is my guy. Okay. And if it's a girl, it's a stick man with some curly strings, you know, whatever is hanging around it or something. Uh, I'm literally a, a stick airplanes and stuff like that. I just, you know, I know I'm old. I know my limitations. And one of them is, is I'm just not an artist, even though my wife's daughters all can draw. Uh, I can't, I mean, I just, uh, it's just one of those things. So I'm always fascinated with people with that. Cause same thing with writers. Um, you know, I'm fascinated with people with that kind of talent because it's, it's, you know, I know it takes imagination, but it also takes skill and it takes different levels of skill for different things. You know, when I was talking with Tom, we were going through his, um, his, uh, fire pictures, his fire posters, I guess you should call them. And, uh, when he told me how many he sold of the, the, uh, Phoenix, I was like, what? Two million. Tom, I said, we need to be better friends, man. <laughs> I said, we need to be much better friends. But I mean, you know, he, he went through the process of winning, but why, why I got to go turn to Stacey up, but while I'm going to do that. Uh, let everybody know how it felt to just kind of be at Illustrators this year because you won the big prize. Yeah, I mean, just being there was fantastic. I mean, I've never felt so at home, like with another like group of people because it's all a lot of artists who are into some similar stuff. Like we're all into the fantasy and the world building and we have a lot of similar interests when it comes to media. But we've also got a lot of different perspectives because, you know, it's people from all around the world. So it's really cool just to like build that community, and we still keep in touch to this day. Like we have like group chats and everything where everyone gets together and we talk about what we're working on and stuff. I mean, it was a really fantastic experience. I mean, it was super hectic too because every minute of every day was scheduled out, but it was all worth it because there was so much. Like it, I know, I know it was insane for y'all. I know uh, it. It seemed like it was just insane, insane. Artists, writers, y'all were nonstop moving the whole time. Uh, had some great teachers there. You know, I find it interesting because of the range of um, uh, the range of ages. You know, when when you first went, the first time I went, because everybody always refers to everybody's youngins. That's not really a true <laughs> a true representation of what's there. I mean, yeah, yeah. Last year, I think it was <clears throat> seventeen to seventy. Or 16 to 70. The year before that, it was 17 to 68. I think the year before that, it was real close to that. Yeah. So I find it fascinating uh, that, you know, even old people can get in there. I'm serious, people. <clears throat> you can actually get in there. Uh, it doesn't matter what age. Well, you know, I mean, if you're too young, you can't enter. But um, I don't think it really matters what age you are. As long as you got the talent, it, it doesn't. So um, so who, who did you match at the reveal? What? Damn, I'm tongue-tied tonight. Who did you match your artwork to? What what author did you match your artwork to? Sorry, I couldn't get that out for some reason. I think her name was Azur Arthur, if I'm correct. Yeah, name. really, really nice woman. She was fantastic. Good writer. Great yeah. writer. Uh, I know. Draw her story. Uh, so, so guys and girls at Writers of the Future and Illustrators of the Future, they match the artist to the author kind of a little marriage made so the artist does the the uh, artwork for the author's story i've got to say i've seen three years of this now I, i'm not exactly how sure how it works out the way it does but the majority of the artwork i see really matches the story quite well and I, maybe because everybody there is gifted I, I have no idea what it is I really was looking, I'll be honest with you. I figured there was going to be some, oh my God, that doesn't match my story. <laughs> I, you know, uh, I shouldn't be like that, but I, I did expect to see a little bit of that. 
And I didn't, which really, really even fascinated me more. I was kind of like, well, uh, this says a lot of to um, one, how professional these people are, but two, uh, how well they pay attention to what they're reading. I liked a lot of the stories. I liked a lot of the artwork. I, I for me, it's like a candy store because I'm not a judge. You know, I'm not there. To, I'm not there to judge anybody. I'm not there to be mean to anybody. I'm not there to be you know hostile press. I'm just there as press. And to give people an understanding how they're going to deal with the real press when they get into the real world, because not everybody's as nice as I am. Trust me, I'm not even as nice as I am. It's um, it's you know, and I, I want to see everybody. Who, I figured this way, Zane. If you made it there, you've succeeded a good bit, and I want to see all of y'all get out in the world. So, uh, any good job prospects since you uh, won? Yeah, I work. Uh, I currently work three jobs. Jeez. I work. Yeah. <laughs> I take after Tom. Tom Tom would help hook me up with some of these jobs, and it's like I just prefer to stay busy all the time, and I schedule out like every single day of every week so that I have time for all these jobs. So basically, I have one that's game design. I do concept art for a game, and I do 3D models for them. I do one for uh, automotive design. So we're designing some automotive stuff. I can't really talk about. This yeah, no, I understand that. Yeah, yeah. But it's super exciting and I get to do all the concept stuff and like build this product. And well, that's nice to let you do the concept stuff. I mean, cause a lot of times I didn't mean to cut you off, but I know a lot of times they just kind of give you something and say, okay, here, make this look like this. Uh, so I'm kind of, I, I like to hear when they let you kind of do the concepts and let yeah. your own imaginary juices get in there. And yeah, that's what I'm looking at. Nice. You got some. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah uh, basically as long as my imaginary or my imaginative juices don't go too far and make something like out of this world. I can, uh, I can just kind of get away with making some cool stuff that is somewhat functional. So, I mean, you know, I, I know Tom pretty well now him and I have uh, hung out a little bit and uh, partied a little bit and talked a little bit. And, uh, I, I like the guy. I think he's a great guy. We have a lot of fun when we're hanging out. <laughs> We get in trouble, but he is a really good guy. And, and I know he has to think you're talented just to help you out because I know he has an eye for this. By the way, Tom Wood is one of the um, judges, uh, not one of the judges, I apologize. He's one of the uh, instructors or at, at the um, conference. Damn, I am just brain dead tonight, guys. Anyway, at Writers of the Future, Tom Wood does some of the classes for these guys who won. Him and Echo and uh, Larry. Larry's Larry Niven, Echo, Tom, and there was somebody else. Oh, I'm forgetting somebody. Shame on me. But um, anyway, they're there to help these guys to really move forward. And I know Tom well enough to know if he if he's given uh, Zane a helping hand here, uh, he really likes him. And I got to say, guys, Tom works for some really big names. I'm not going to go dropping names because I don't know if he wants me to or not. But I'll tell you this. You can find out for yourself. Um, about four weeks ago, Tom Wood and I did an interview. And we got a lot of his artwork up there. And he talked about some of his clientele. Very impressive. Very impressive. Yes. Um, him and Echo both. I mean, they have a good clientele. They work hard. And here comes Zane. He's going to be right along with them. Um, so, I mean, how did it feel for him to even talk to you about this? Because there was, what, 11 other illustrators there. I mean, it was amazing. I just kind of forced myself into speaking, like, with every judge and, like, being in with every judge. Like, as soon as I met Larry Elmore... I like to talk to people in person, especially. Yeah. I love to run my mouth. Oh, Larry's so, great. Oh, yeah, man, he's great. Right after his conference, everyone was, like, lining up to ask him questions, and then they are just asking him, like, technical questions and asking him about his life story and stuff like that. 
And at the end of the line, I was the last one there. I said, hey, you hungry? You want to go get lunch? And we went out and shot lunch. That's the way to do it, though. Were you there tonight? Him and I and Tom were drinking on the balcony in, uh, by, I think it was in Larry's hotel room, actually. Yeah, and yeah. Well, that was yeah. Your, yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. See, that's the way to be because, okay, guys, girls, y'all don't take this the wrong way, but just Zane was in the right place at the right time. <laughs> well, one, you get to, you're pervy to hear, get to hear a lot of stuff because we're all, you know, we've been drinking and cutting up and acting, you know, just talking. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff that gets says, and you get to get in the middle of it. So that means everybody gets familiar with you. They get comfortable with you. Uh, so if your work's as good as your personality, you're kind of moving yourself in. It's a good way of doing it. I'm, not, I'm, I'm just saying, people, you know, don't drive these people crazy, but you, you have to stand out. I mean, so Zane is, for me, I know Tom's been there for three years judging illustrators. I'm not judging illustrators, but helping them. So that's 36 illustrators that he had to choose from, and he chose Zane. Uh, that, that's, that's pretty serious guys. And like I said, the man has a pretty serious clientele list. So he's not looking for, you know, wimpy little artists. Uh, and I'm not gonna say, you know, but I'm just saying that's not what he's looking for. So, uh, but you have to endear yourself to people. That's the way it works. It's, it's like any other business in the world, mm-hmm. you know, and once you do that and, and people see that you, not only you have the talent, <clears throat> but you have the, the other skills, then, you know, as long as you don't F it up, you're in good shape. And, I, because you know, I, that's what I said. That's I kind of remembered you, and I'm just was there drinking. I wasn't there for any other reason, <laughs> you know. And I remembered you, so that that just tells you you did a good job, by the way. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because uh, I know that, uh, Larry and, and Tom and I were talking about you the next day. By the way, it was nothing <laughs> bad either. It was it was it was it was, it was a chit chat, but it was nothing bad. And no, I would no, tell like, you, if it like was. you said, it's important. It's really important to put yourself out there. Like as an artist, it means a lot to have a great portfolio, but Again, reiterating on what you said, it's super, super important just to be a cool person and to be really good to talk to because communication is one of the most important things when you start working in the industry, when you're on a team. If people know you can communicate and you can communicate ideas really well and follow up with people and have open dialogue, it's a huge plus. It's a huge like, hiring point. It's, uh, it, well, it is. And, and- I tell this to people all the time because of the different businesses I'm in. You, you being bashful more than likely will not get you ahead. Um, I don't, I don't mean people you got to go out there and be completely, you know, a, 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 a hole aggressive, but you, you have to endear yourself to people if, if you want them to take you serious. And I mean, artwork is great, but like we just said, there was 36 illustrators there. So it has to be more than just the artwork that brings you across the finish line. That's any business. Um, you know, when I, when I'm competing, cause you know, in a construction company, when I'm competing for bids, I have to make other than the price, I have to make myself stand out from the rest of the contract. The same thing when I'm doing radio or interviews, you have to stand out from everybody else. So if you don't, then you're just one of, well, one of a million and that's not what I want to be. And I can tell that's not what Zane wants to be either. Now, Zane wasn't, wait, wait, I'm looking while I'm talking to you, I've been looking at this artwork over here. I, where is this? Is this the cover? Where do I know this one from? Oh, that's from the illustrator of the future. That's the image of that one. Oh yeah. Okay. See, I knew I knew it. It's uh, <laughs> people. I see so much stuff. That's why, but I, I recognize it right off the bat when I seen it, Th- this is for the story. This see mm-hmm. now guys, now y'all seeing this. Now can y'all figure out what the story was? Aha. That's the question. Huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Work on it. Actually y'all can find out it's the anthology is uh writers of the future. It's in volume 38. And uh, it's, uh, I think, coming out like 
now actually no i think it's the 23rd um but anyway it's coming out real soon uh, i do have an autographed copy i got two uh, and one of them is going to get given away for whoever sends the next case of books in to give away to these schools but um i do have a couple i got a couple of more uh, unsigned versions of 30 i don't know where they keep coming from um i don't i somebody keeps sending me but it's not tom i mean it's, it's not john because john tells me when he's going to send me stuff he'll call me on the phone or he'll text me joe uh i'm gonna send you some books i'm like okay because we gave a lot of Mission Earths last year and a lot of Battlefield Earths last year. Uh, we gave a bunch of them away. And they look like this one right here, actually. Aha, see? It looked like this one right here. And Battlefield Earth in the little baby book, as I call it. Love people. Look how thick this book is. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is 100,000 words. Um, Lord have mercy. This, hold on one quick before we get back into what we went to. This is is the volume that Zane is in with the big hey. mammoth on there. And you see the little paper that means it's got his signature in there somewhere. <laughs> it's uh, so anyway, guys, that, those are things that y'all can get your hands on and, uh, and read it's, it's reading's a good thing. That's, Oh, you mean behind me? Those don't, those are all the great philosophers. Yeah. I've read every one of them too, by the way. It's uh, and there's actually some of the great stories and uh, things like that are in there as well. I like to read every once in a while. So, so this was from the. I was going to ask you what's behind this, but then this is from the story itself. Wait, wait. Let's go. Let's go back to the beginning. Let me. Out. Where was I? Where was I? Let me out. Let me out. Let me out. <laughs> let me out. Computer, be nice to me. All right. Look, see, Zane's good looking guy too. Look at this. <laughs> yeah, good looking guy out there. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> Great monkey boy. I seen that comment. Yeah. Just because he's good looking though. Anyway, we ain't going in it. Um. <clears throat> so. So these, I see you got a lot of work up here. So we're just going to click this one and go there and see. Aha. The last up. So what is this? Is, was this for a book or this was just something you were doing? Yeah. This was for a book that I published myself. Well, I haven't fully published it, but I did print a hard copy just to oh, have. Cool. It was for my thesis for when I graduated college just a few months ago. So basically, it's like this big anthology of like artwork that I've done and concept pieces for this world that I'm building. I'm still working on it more because it's a really fun project, and I want to do some more. Cool looking pick. Yeah, yeah. It's I see a lot of stuff going on in here. Yeah, yeah. It's this like world where all the magic users kind of explode like a big nuke, and they tear the world apart. These big rifts in between land masses. That this uh, this conductor woman is building a, a railroad track that goes through these rifts to connect these places. Mm-hmm. Kind of reminds me of um, oh, what's his name? I think he's got a new movie coming out. Oh man, the wizard guy, y'all, and the and the. That's what happens when you get all your memory goes. <laughs> it's uh, well, no, they he's, he they just got a new movie coming. Out. I don't, I can't remember him. Um. Oh, he, no, he's in the Marvel Universe. Yeah, the one with the cape. Well, they all got capes. I was going to say the one with the cape. They all got capes. Oh, Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Thank you. Yeah, Doctor. yeah. So this new one, you know, where the multiverse is going on, it kind of gives me that kind of multiverse feel about it, to be honest with you. When mm-hmm. I first seen it, that's what I got. Because, you know, first you see whatever's going on right here, then you see some stuff going on down here, and then all through here. But then when you get in and you start looking, you can kind of see where it, it, it almost looks like separations in it. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's like a rip in another dimension. Yeah, it looks like you're pulling through here. You got the little vortexes coming out on the sides, and 
Yeah, I'm very de- detail oriented, Christopher. You should know that by now. I wouldn't be in the field I'm in if I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, y'all are painting the ass tonight. That's all I can tell you. Uh, now this looks like a place I lived when I was young. <laughs> 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 it kind of does, man. I hate to say, it kind of does. A little caboose. Oh, now what you was you just sitting at home one day and you just decided to uh, to draw this engine with a caboose hook to it, or is that just built onto it? It's cool it's looking, a, whatever the hell it is. It's hooked up. There's a. I think I've got an image somewhere in that deck, like in the previous one that has all of like the train put together. Mm-hmm. But yeah, basically it's like this train that she built. This is part of that same sequence of uh, images, part of my thesis. Mm-hmm. And this is just uh, like a nice calm scene where they're chilling out on this beach where instead of palm trees, you got these gigantic cactuses everywhere. And the beach is just covered in cactuses. I know it's cool looking. And like this one's got a lot going on in it too. Uh, see, I, I like things that are subtle, but yet are busy, <clears throat> if you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, because it's a difference. I see busy pictures, and busy pictures don't usually do it for me. It's just, it's like, where's Waldo? Um, <laughs> oh, I was reading this thing today about this guy uh, cropped out where's Waldo out of the picture and sent it to all of his friends. Dude, that was cruel, man. That was just cruel. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't know. It popped into my head. All about, I see useless information, people. But I'm thinking, you, what, what, you know what? I was like, damn. Uh, if that's one of my friends, I'd have to go slap him or something. I'm like, ah. but, you know, but but that's what I mean. Where wild is a busy picture. You're like, wow. But I, I like pictures that that are busy, but they don't seem busy. There, there's lots yeah. of stuff going on, but you know, it doesn't you know just make your eye jump all over the picture. You you can subtly cross through and look at the different things as you're going through. You know, like anything from like the the flowers and the cactuses, you know, to the birds in the sky, to just the clothes blowing in the breeze, which you definitely set them with the blowing breeze. You can see the the way they are, and uh, things like that. You know, you're just looking her sitting there uh, with her thing, with her gloves on, with her head. I mean, it's just it's not just lot going on, and then the big cactus behind it, you know, and whatever the little looks like a rat cheer. Yeah. Oh, people don't start with the accent. It's um, extra stuff whenever you look. It's nice little extras. They're not super yeah. important, but uh, if you look at it for long enough, you'll start seeing some stuff. Yeah. That kind of stuff I really enjoy because it's it's just you know for me it's it's more fun to look at. It's it's uh, it's, it's something I can enjoy. I like a good. I, I like color. It's one of the things I was talking with Echo and Tom about. I really like their uses of color. Um, it's something that I really really enjoyed looking at. Hell, stop sending me StreamYard things, people. I'm on StreamYard. Why are you y'all sending me stuff to StreamYard? Is it going to be one of these kind of days where y'all are all on crack or something? Uh, I'm going to start calling y'all the crack. The crack chat room is what's going to happen next. I can see it coming. Hold on. I want to send something to somebody right quick while we're doing this because they want to see uh, Mr. Zane's artwork. Well, I say I want to do that. Well, let me. Hmm. These computers are getting weird as I get old. Uh, Mark, I've seen your artwork, dude. No, don't even bother submitting to write the illustrators and stunt. You'd be wasting everybody's time. I know I'm being mean, dude, but you draw like I do. You draw stick man. Get over yourself. Some of us are talented and some of us are not, and you and I are not artists. Deal with it. You know what? Send me something. I'll post it up here and Zane can look at it and tell you if you're an artist or not. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. Big chicken. Big chicken. I see. Now, this is that same sequence, right? Because I see the train coming up. Yep. I, I like this uh, this barrel on the front. I don't know why. I just, for something about that, just, I like that. Yeah, yeah. 
in uh in one of my diagrams in my book, I have a thing where it shows it opening up and it lets these little tracks out, so it lays the tracks out in front of the train. So the tracks kind of come out of this barrel. They're all coiled up inside of the barrel. I like the way that all looks. That's and see this. Now I'm seeing what this this roof was in this other one here. I can see it better for what it was being used for. And I see how you got it all hooked up. The, the cars are all hooked together. Yeah, and it's whatever, like a whatever, cabin. Whatever we got going on over here. And, uh, oh, I thought that was a squirrel for a minute. <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs> just, just ignore me, people. I'm having fun. It's uh, So, I mean, this was for your thesis. So, PhD or? No, no. Uh, thesis is basically in Ringling. Oh, um, on your first uh you know getting your bachelor's getting your illustration degree oh, okay yeah i remember when i got my bachelor's yeah 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 the final semester is thesis so you just make this book that you plan out for the semester and you kind of print it out and have like this nice little uh collection of cohesive work yeah it is dude and this is stuff you know you could probably use in the future for other things it's just I like the way it's done. It's uh, you got the smoke dragon behind the train, and I didn't realize it first, but it's actually pulling much further back than I than I thought. When I look, when I look, it looks like it cuts, but then I notice it's pulling way. You got a dragon way back behind it. Yeah, um, that's just cool looking. Well, no, people. I mean, it's cruising. There's the guy's going to eat y'all if y'all don't behave. Yeah, that's the tooth fairy people. <laughs> yeah, see if you don't keep your teeth, this who comes and visits you. Yeah, I don't think I'm getting you. And there's his minions, the Tooth Fairy's minions. <laughs> see, this looks like something like you would see as a toy or something somewhere. Yeah, yeah. It's a 3D model that I made for uh, just for fun. It's a little uh, style test because there's this game called Darksiders Genesis, and they have this neat little creature, and I can't find the model anywhere online, so I just decided to make a model <laughs> myself. And I sent it out to one of the concept artists who made the original artwork that the model was supposed to be based off of. I was like, hey, I'm going to make this model for this thing. He's like, that's super cool. Send it to me. And that's pretty nice to get to talk to that guy. Oh, yeah. You ought to get you a 3D printer, man. You can print these things. It's uh, I got a friend of mine who does that. He gets bored and goes and draws and does 3D artwork, and then he turns them into... 3D plastic artwork. I'm like, really? He, some of it looks really cool. Some of them, like, he just recently printed a gun. I'm like, Jesus, dude. You can, I, told, I told him, I said, you know, that's illegal now. You better go register that damn thing. <laughs> and uh, it, no, really, people, it, it, it works. Yeah, no, it's, it looks, it's all plastic except for the fire and pin and one other piece. And that's it. And these are pieces you can slide in and out. You, in other words, you could put the pieces in a pen, like in an ink pen that you're carrying with you. Nobody would ever know the difference. And uh, the gun itself is pure plastic. It looks like a toy until you load it and shoot somebody with it. Um, ah, it's freaky. Who would have thought a plastic gun? I mean, and you can do it off a 3D printer of all things. That's crazy. You know, the first time I heard that, I thought, I told him, you're so fully, you know what? And he said, no, let me show you. And I was like, <laughs> I said, no. that's when I thought I told him it was illegal. I think I went to told him. See, there's all kind of stuff going on in here. I mean, the more I look, the more I see. Yeah. What, what do you mean, Jack? So, what do you mean? Oh, Jack, 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 where are you from? British Columbia. Hey, man, what's up? You, you call him from the other side of the country. Or I should say, you know, not this country, but the other side of your country. <laughs> what's, up, what's up? Oh, what do you mean, toy, toy? Oh, so Jack's wanting to know 
if you could turn these into like toys or, or destings or uh, paperweights or stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, especially that one that you got pulled up, that little blobfish creature. Uh, those things I could just pop into whatever program to 3D print them. They're pretty much ready to be printed. They're, uh, he's already got a little stand and everything to chill on, so if you wanted as like a tabletop mini or something, you could print that guy out and just toss him and be like, yep, this is a toy now. It's cool looking. It's, uh, Oh, sorry for that. It's, uh, I just, and again, he agrees. There's a lot going on in there. Yeah, there's all kinds of little stuff in there, man. The more yeah, you, the more you love all the little things, like the intricacies. Yeah, he's like, he likes, he likes to see. Well, no, I like, you know, the, again, it, it's, it's busy, but it's not making your head jump all over the place. Ah, uh, look what's going on here. Now, what's this for? This is for a group project that I was leading a couple semesters ago where basically we were designing this uh, instance in a game. And basically it's this cult that worships architecture and they replace their body parts with like these stone prostheses and stuff. So you've got like these weird cultist guys that have like shingle, like roof shingles on their shoulders or like a, pagoda on their head and crazy stuff like that Damn. <laughs> yeah you scroll down you can see some more of the stuff there's a lot of concept stuff that goes into this oh yeah look at it there you go. Yeah, there's a breakdown for a modeler like the arm function is broken down so if anybody wanted to 3d model it it has all the pieces that you need to there y'all goes guys y'all get into all kind of stuff Ooh, what's this day yeah, it's a big giant like fire cannon that has these like arms that push itself forward, and it's got these. Have you ever seen the wind beasts? Like those, uh, those mechanical things this guy makes that just like walk along the beach, like automatically. Like the wind just pushes them forward. It's uh, that that's just yeah. No, that's cool. Yeah, that's just we're just going through as we're, we're looking. What? Why? Uh, wait, who? No, no, no. You got you thinking somebody else? No, no, Jenny, wrong person. No, it's just no. It's just not the same person. Trust me, I know I interviewed both of them. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, you think you can draw? Y'all, you know what, people? If y'all think y'all can draw, okay, or you have any artistic abilities at all, there's this little thing called Writers and Illustrators of the Future Award. So submit. You can submit four times a year. And if you win, well, you'll get to come on here and go everywhere else. There's lots of press involved in this. You might get a job. You might get a good-paying job. Uh, you're definitely going to get some money. Now, see, Zane won the big one. Uh, he won. So there's 12, there's, there's, uh, 12 winners. And um, no, there's 12 winners. They, they, it's 12 every year. And then they got. Then at the end of the year, there's two big winners, you know, that win for the whole group. So there's one illustrator that's picked out, and there's one author that's picked out, and they're the, they're the big winners. And then there's quarterly winners. Yeah, there's one one winner that's picked above the rest of them, and, and a quarterly winner. Yes, it's it's well, it's easy to submit. It's easy to get involved. Now, as far as winning, they got a lot of talent that submit. So y'all gonna really have to put your A game on. It's not, uh, it's not for amateurs. You know, it is for amateurs, but it's really not. <laughs> that's the only way I can say, it. because I've seen a lot of amateur uh, illustrators and artwork in my time, and, and and frankly, these these people are far above that. Uh, they're working much harder. They're taking their work much more seriously. Um, I, don't, I don't really see anybody, whether they're author or illustrator, that that is there just to be, how can I say this politely, a dumbass. 
they're all they're serious they're all there to be serious they're all wanting to see what can come out of this and being a winner for writers and illustrators it can help your career oh i know several yeah yeah great i'm sorry it's in oh that's uh well tom would just go over to youtube and you can see all the stuff over there yeah just type in UFO on the cover, Tom Wood. That's how you understand it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then Echoes the week before that. And, uh, oh, that poor woman. For a whole year, I called her Eco. I'm surprised she didn't beat me in the head and knock me out or something. <laughs> so, so let me ask you this, Zane, before we're going to look some more artwork in a minute. But So now I know you, you had, so Larry was there uh, as a teacher, and so was Echo, and so was Tom. So how, how different are these three? Cause I mean, I know them all pretty well now. So it's, um, I mean, as far as their teaching style, they're the art style. What, I mean, what do you, what do you feel is the differences between them? Cause they're great and they all liked you. So that's a plus. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they were incredibly different. I mean, Larry has been through it all and he's just about like at the end of his career where it's like, he just makes all the stuff he wants to make. Cause he's already like succeeded so much that his work kind of just like gives him a ton of money. So he just like can chill and make all this great artwork. So he talks a lot about his life and like his career and what was happening back in the day. Uh, Tom Wood talks a lot about like, uh, about like merchandising your stuff. And uh, he talks a lot about using Photoshop in some interesting ways with like channel masks and stuff and gives a lot of technical advice and also, he's got some really cool stuff to say about, like, uh, ICP and, like, all that cool stuff, those people. And um, Echo is very business-oriented. She's a great businesswoman, so she talks a lot about business in her talks. So it's really interesting to hear all these different perspectives. And uh, Craig, even though he wasn't here, like, physically, mm -hmm. he was really interesting to hear about. He was super cool guy i mean oh yeah he was he was talked about a lot of like visual development concept art in um in uh in film and film because he did a lot of stuff for like b movie and i think the book of life and they're actually really really beautiful concept pieces yeah. i call him the dean martin of illustrated <laughs> i better watch i'm getting trouble oh and then it was michael talbot too was there Oh yeah, Michael is awesome. I didn't know he was a judge. Was he a judge? Nah, he was a past winner. I'm not. He was. He was. He. I don't know. He was there to be teaching. I don't think he was actually a judge though. Um, yeah, yeah. Michael was, awesome. Yeah, because he did two classes while he was there. Because I sat in on one of them, and uh, him and I did a couple of interviews together. But I sat in on one. I did. I was sitting in on the one where he was talking about doing the uh, wall art on the side of that building. Yeah, he was talking about how he did it with the laser and. Yeah, see, people, so there's a lot. If you're listening to this and you are trying to learn this, as you're hearing, there's a lot of technical stuff here. Now, we were talking about technical stuff in the illustrating art world, like using lasers or other things, but there also is more than that. You have to understand financing. You have to understand business. Like, mm -hmm. Echo has a virtual gallery for her stuff. Um, you know, you can you can shop in her virtual gallery, look at her artwork, um, stuff like that. It, it's just, these people are, are in it to, to do their passion, which is art and illustrating, but they're also here to make money. Uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with making money off your passion. And it, actually, it's a better way of doing it. The more you love something, if you can make money off it, it's even better. It's always going to be better than just having some half-assed job somewhere that you hate that you got to go to every day. 
this is a much better way to do it. And as you just heard Zane saying, uh, they're teaching you all the different aspects of this. Well, actually, and Tom is a businessman. He owns a cattle ranch up there where he lives. I'm not going to say where he lives because y'all don't need to know that. But uh, he's also used his wife as a model. Oh, his wife is gorgeous. So he knows. I, he, no, I've already, I've already told him that. No, what the hell? Those people are weird, man. Uh, why don't you go? Oh, it's if you want to get me in the other chat, go to UFO Paranormal Radio YouTube or God's Extraterrestrials on YouTube or International Public YouTube. And those go directly to the into the StreamYard chat. Yeah, they drop straight in. Most of what I'm getting tonight is messenger stuff. So, uh, from my one of my Facebook, well, from all my Facebook pages. Um, well, they're all tied together. Now. All my even my phone messages is all tied together. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, no, LinkedIn isn't, but uh, Instagram and all this. TikTok. I'm not going on TikTok, people. Get back. TikTok is evil. It's evil. No, I'm just teasing y'all. It's 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 just another another thing to look at. So this guy kind of looks like a scarecrow. I'm getting ready to go to the next one. He's got this like bird scarecrow evil bastard look to him or her. I'm not even sure if it's he or her guy. But yeah, yeah, it's a him. You can scroll down. You can see some more of the concept work for him, so you can see what he actually is. Oh, I like the colors in this one. Yeah, he's like this monkey man. He's carries around this explosive jar. He's got this tribal mask on. He could be a gin, people. <laughs> For all y'all crazy gin lovers out there. Well, look, you see, he could be climbing out of this, that, yeah. Could be yeah. a drum or a vase. Either way, y'all want to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, uh, if you start getting weird mails from these these people watching us tonight, <laughs> we got, we got, I don't know what we got. We got some strangers coming in tonight, though. Uh, they do that when I when I get too far away from certain topics. Uh, they get a little. Ooh, I like this one too. Now you know, I know you're busy because now you picked up some work and Tom's introduced you and you, you picked up some stuff. But I was telling some of the other people, so many of these gaming companies, including this one that came to New Orleans, is looking for illustrators. They're looking for authors. They're looking for illustrators. They're also looking for tech people. Uh, if you know programming people, if you don't, you don't know how to program, you know, they're looking for that as well. But uh, you know, these are these are the kind of stuff you see in a lot of these fantasies and a lot of stuff just like this. This could be like Conan on steroids, man. Yeah. I mean, Conan's already on steroids. <laughs> That's true. But, all right. Next to double steroids. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, Conan was probably already on steroids back in the business. <laughs> oh, I won't even argue that fact. <laughs> he was a big old boy. I mean, he still is yeah. pretty big even today. People yeah. yeah. No, I'm definitely thing. interested in the gaming field. That's why I do a lot of the work that I do because I'm like, yep, this is what I've wanted to do for a long time. Like ever since I was a kid, I've wanted to work in games. Like I kind of just knew what I was going to do. And I was like, yep, uh, no matter what I'm doing this. So it's been really nice. So, um, you have a favorite medium you like to work with? I mean, some of, some people tell me they, they like using the computers. Some people say they like sketching. Some people, uh, Echo says she likes to paint oil. Uh, yeah. Which, I, I mean, I, I mean, I know she don't get a chance to do it a lot because there's not as much money in it, but still. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my first love was oil painting because that's where a lot of uh, artists get their like uh, traditional background. Mm-hmm. But personally, I think in terms of the results and like what I can do faster, I prefer digital. I really do enjoy digital. I mean, sometimes it's like complete hell to get a piece out, but sometimes it is really, really, most of the time it's very rewarding and you get a cool result. So I like digital a lot. It's what I generally work in. 
and it's uh, the industry standard for most uh, game studios. Well, that's the way to do it. Um, it's it's you know because at least half of everybody, at least half of all the illustrators I've interviewed uh, say they prefer to digital art. Uh, they they all don't get me wrong, at least them, all of them can paint and all of them can sketch, but at least half said they preferred working. Now I will say this: all of them said they knew how to work in it. So that tells you right there, it's something you need to know if you're going to be an artist. Let me rephrase that. It's something you need to know if you want to be an artist that's going to make money. How's that? Um, well, because, I mean, anybody can go oil paint. You can go down to French Quarter. They got a bunch of people down there. They charge $100 to paint your portrait while you're sitting there or anything you ask for. And they're quite good. I'm not even saying they're bad, but, you know, if that's what you want to do for a living. Or, you know, there's there are oils used for, like, the Mardi Gras posters. They still use oils to make the screens for the posters. Uh, so there's, you can, you can do that, but I mean, you know, it, it's, it's just, it's not going to be as big a demand as there is for what we're talking about right now. Yeah. yeah when it comes, huge. It comes to like concept art and stuff for games and for films and for a lot of things, generally digital is the way to go. Cause it's the fastest way that you can iterate because with traditional, a lot of the times, if you mess something up, you end up having to, uh, to redo the entire thing or go through like these long arduous processes, both digital, you can kind of just erase it out and, you know, replace it with something new or photo bash it or do whatever you need to do. Okay, man. You look like you was having some issues this night, man. <laughs> yeah. uh, if y'all looking at there's there's a lot going on in this picture, guys. I know a lot of y'all, uh, and there's a lot of subtle things going on in this picture. If you, if you take your time and look at it, it's uh, this guy looks like Yoda on crack, though. Uh, <laughs> not yeah, Yoda, I mean, uh, Jabba the Hutt. I'm sorry, I got the wrong guy in my brain. Oh, yeah, yeah, he is kind of like Jabba. He's like a Jabba, except he's got legs, his big oh, fat, yeah, legs. he does have legs, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know what made him draw. You have to ask Zane, not me. Yes, re, re, when you want a question pointed, Zane, just say this is for Zane, it's easy, yes, there you go. So, is the question. They just wanted to know what inspired you to make this. What 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 was the the thought behind this when you decided to to do this? Oh, this was a job for a uh, for a mod project for a Warhammer game. So basically, they hired me to do this big crazy like uh, demonic creature that's like spewing dudes out of its guts. And I was like, yep, I can do that. And it was really really fun to paint. And I did it while I was up in North Carolina like visiting, you know, just like having a nice vacation. It was really relaxing, and I just got to paint this crazy thing. It was nice. So, uh, Mom, Dad, anybody glad you're an artist? Yeah, I mean, my dad said, you know, do whatever you want to do as long as you're successful. So good as long point. as I keep pursuing success and keep getting better and better and better, yeah. I'm sure he'll continue to be happy with my decision. And my mom has always been super supportive of me. My parents really, really support me. That's a plus. Let me tell you what. Not everybody's parents do. Yeah. yeah. I've met a few people over years. And even some of the interviews, people say, oh, you mean my dad? I'm like, no, they thought I was crazy. My dad said, go get a real job. He said, said, now I make four times what my dad makes. Buy him a car. He'll be happy. (laughs) that'll prove you were right and you don't have to be mean about it it's uh okay this looks like this might be something for a game right here yeah this is is, uh style 
uh, exploration from my sophomore year of college, or I think junior, actually first semester of junior year. And basically we had to copy the style of a game and we chose World of Warcraft and we built a uh, an environment around it. And I had a few other group members who did other pieces. So I wish I could have those on there too so we could see them all together. But this is my piece from the project. Yeah. So we had to plan everything out, all these little pieces, all these modular things. Kind of put but people y'all should I'm sorry, I didn't even catch up. People y'all should recognize is like ninety percent of y'all pay world of Warcraft. I'm probably the only person that's on this show tonight that has it. I know, <laughs> yeah, don't ask why. I was into something else at the time, that's all. Uh, but I, I love any kind of game. I, I I was, you know, that's why my son's such a game. We were when he grew up, uh, you know, we were gaming our butts off. But I started out with God, Commodore sixty four. And then, uh, then man, I remember we got Sega sixty four bit. I was like, Oh my God, what is this? And then, of course, Sony came out, and that was pretty cool. And now that freaking games are outstanding. Half them consoles as powerful as some of the computers out there today. Yeah, I mean, have you ever tried out EverQuest? That's, like, way old. EverQuest. Actually, I think I had played EverQuest. Somebody else I knew used to play it. For some reason, I just don't know about this one, why, you know, I was, you know what I was doing? Uh, a friend and I were paying, playing Civ at the time. And we were playing oh, on, we, yeah, we were playing online Civ. Uh, I think we were on three and we're going through four and five. I, I don't, we, we started with three, but I think we were going through all of them. But we had this big online group that played. And, mm. uh, and, and most people don't realize it, but a 64 uh, country Civ game can last weeks. And, yeah. uh, it's not like you're just going to play the game. It's just, it's just it's not how it works. And it's, it's they're way complicated, which I really like complicated games. But I was into it. But I remember when World of Warcraft came out because my uh, oldest stepdaughter loves it, and so does my grandson. They they just love it. They just they just play it all. They still play it, and um, they were hooked on it. They were trying to get me. I said, "Well, I can't really do two at one time because you know World of Warcraft is, is a fairly involved game in itself." And mm-hmm. I was like, "Well, you know, one 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 insanity at a moment because I had a career and jobs and radio stations to run, so I had to kind of limit." Uh, but I, I just I've always liked gaming, so. Doesn't really matter I, if it's a, if it's a decent game, decently done. I'll probably play it. It's uh, eventually yeah. I'll get around to this one too. Yeah. Lucky for me, like as an artist that works in the games industry, I can just like play games and they become tax write offs because they're all right. They that's just a cheat, man. What's that? Be bragging now, man. <laughs> Inspiration in quotes. So I just get games <laughs> written off. Well, hey, that's a good thing, though. I mean, you know, we was we was talking about that's one of the things Dean and I were talking about at uh, this year's thing: what you can write off and what you can't. As an artist or a writer, you know, what kind of stuff can you write off? There's a lot you can write off. People, wait, what's going on over here? Is that arms and legs hanging out of that? What is that? Oh yeah, yeah. This is like a, a clown that is like made up of children's bodies, like they kind of just like fuse together. Oh my god! Yeah, it's really grisly, but. I thought he was really cool. All these alien fun. people are to be cussing me, man. There's a lot of fun like things going on. It's like in his animation sketches on the right, it's like he kind of just falls on his face and it looks goofy. And then he kind of he just gets up, like the arms and legs push up, and he starts crawling at you like an insect. It's really freaky. Yeah, I bet you it is freaky. Well, half the people listening tonight don't like clowns to start off with. So. Oh, I love clowns. I've been like way into clowns since I was a kid. I don't know why. I always thought they were super cool. It's 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 a it's a weird thing with people that have experiences they freak them out for some reason. That and Raggedy Ann and Andy's do too. I don't know what that's about. That's weird stuff. 
Yeah. That would, that would freak out anybody. Yeah. Yeah, if you scroll down, I have like a whole circus full of people. After the three that you looked down and saw, there's a full like oh, yeah, yeah. different critters. <laughs> yeah. Oh, where'd it go? Oh, it's computer sometimes. No, people, that's computer error. That's not computer error. That's operator error. Sorry. It's Joe's fat fingers clicking the wrong button. Yeah, so you've got like people in mascot costumes. You got a clown that's like hand is a balloon. He floats on it, it's all like bloated up. You got a clown whose hand is like a meat hammer. You got an ice cream man who's literally a man made out of ice cream. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, see, when you, it's, you no, actually, if y'all having a hard time, see, just hit uh, expand on your screen and it'll pop it all the way up. Yeah, it'll blow it up. Yeah, full screen, everything's in great detail. Well, if you're just trying to watch this on the little screen that's on StreamYard, you, you, it's going to have a hard time seeing. Just So just hit at the bottom right down there. There's a button. Boom. And look, bam. Now we're on full screen now. Even though I don't need to be, y'all need to be because I got another screen I'm looking at. Uh, I know. Huh? How long have you been listening to this show? I'm just I'm just saying, man. I'm just, you've been a long time. You've been on here for 25 years now. <laughs> just, let's get it straight, people. Actually, I shouldn't even give them a hard time. In the old days, we did it totally different. Um, and then we switched over to uh, Skype, and now we use StreamYard. It's uh, this guy looks badass. He looks like he might hurt somebody. Yeah, that, that was actually a way old piece. That, that one's still in there, but that was from sophomore year of college. It was a commission I did for someone. This portrait of this like cyberpunk, like gas mask dude, kind of interesting. Yeah, because it kind of it kind of looks familiar for some reason, uh, or well, it probably just looks like something. There's so much of this, this these, yeah. these pieces with their faces covered up, and what do you mean you don't know what steampunk is, Mike? This is more cyberpunk, away from the steampunk stuff. A little more actual technology, more like neon lights and crazy stuff. Oh, you don't know that? Well, look it up. Look both of them up. Yeah, that way you can you can have a better understanding. Yeah, it's uh. Well, you're not you're not into this kind of stuff. That's why. Well, you know, like for illustrators and writers, what what are the categories? I know there's sci-fi and there's uh, fantasy and there's several other categories. No, they're actually kind of strict people about uh, blood and gore and sex. Yeah, they're. I would I would say writers of future is more like hmm, PG seventeen or no maybe not even that maybe PG thirteen or something. Yeah, I'd say more like PG thirteen yeah. is the demographic because I think it's a the book at the end of the day is like a YA type of book so it's like age range of like twelve to nineteen something like that seventeen I think something like that. Yeah, they they do. Well, anybody can read them, and there's a lot of great stories in there, and there's a lot of stories in there that were expanded, could make good movies. But he's right, really. This is these are these are really just a catch. Well, it's to help get people to read. One of the things, one of the reasons I work for these people now, I shouldn't say work for them or, or deal with them, is because I'm big on literacy, and I live in the deep south where literacy is actually an issue, not as big as an issue as it used to be, but it still is an issue. So, it's all about you know you want to get kids to read, but boring manuals are just that. If you can give them something interesting, they'll read, and then they'll want more to read. And how these may become future writers and illustrators of the future, but you got to give them something. And you can't just give them, you know, a notebook and say, "Here, reader," or some, you know, book you'd have for school. No, you need 
See, I was lucky. I went to private school, so I grew up with the classics. We had to do a book report every week on the classics. So it helped me to develop. And my school also took us to ballets and uh, concerts and rock concerts and all sorts of stuff. So it, it helped me to develop this. But a lot of schools don't offer that. So these are ways to help people to start to develop an interest in these things. And sci-fi is just a good thing. And when I say sci-fi, people, before you write to me, when I say sci-fi, I mean every damn thing that falls under the umbrella of that. <laughs> to me, it encompasses a lot, um, at least another 30 categories. Well, it can be horror, too. There's sci-fi horror, man. There's sci-fi everything. Um, but fantasy is fantasy. You can separate the two. You can do sci-fi fantasy, but well, you can do a movie or a book that's kind of fantasy, kind of sci-fi, or kind of both. Yes, there's no rules for that kind of stuff. You just you can't be a, a, a publisher of it. You can't be published and making money off of it. And and for the books, it can't. It, it has to be seventeen thousand words or less. What is it for the illustrators? What's the what's the guidelines for the illustrators to join? Because I know not everybody can can submit. Yeah, for uh, illustrators, basically, it's just uh, I think three pieces, and it can't have like excessive gore, nudity, or anything, but there's not too many requirements for the actual uh, illustration submissions. It says all of like the, the stringent stuff comes when you move into the next round, when you are assigned a writer's story and you have to have art direction from the, uh, the judges. Oh, I recognize this guy, man. Who's this guy? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so wait, since this picture's up, let's so, uh, any warning that you were going to win? Uh, no, not really. Everyone was really tight-lipped about it. I didn't know whether or not I was going to win. I said, damn, Joni won't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> I love Joni to death, man, but she got all the good stuff, man. If, if you, uh, I'd take me all night to explain who Joni is, but basically Joni's the con uh, contest coordinator, and she's the one that calls you and says you won or you didn't win or you won the honorable mention or something, but she's the one and she's the one that knows everything going on. They also, um, she, she's my babysitter when I'm there. They always put me at the table with her to keep an eye on, <laughs> keep me out of trouble. <laughs> it was Joni's tough, man. She play around guys. And the only way you're going to get to meet Joni is if you win. I mean, look at this man's face up. This man is just happy. I know, huh? Well, guys, they flew him out there. They gave him some money. They gave him a trophy. They gave him a, uh, some luggage to put all this stuff in to bring back with me. Yeah, it was the biggest suitcase I'd ever seen. It's huge. It's a humongous suitcase for that gigantic trophy. That that trophy's heavy, people. I, I held that trophy. That thing's bigger than y'all think it is. It's heavy than you think it is for sure. Um, yeah. Someone had some other pictures of it from over at Writers of the Future. Well, not that exact one, but one just like. Well, you got to win. That's all I can tell you. You got to win. You got to enter to win. And you know, if you win, that's you. You be a, This is Hollywood. We're in Hollywood right now. We're at a gala. You see, he's in a tux. Yes. And I was in a tux. Everybody there was well-dressed. <laughs> Women in gowns, men in tuxes. Not everybody. Some people got a little colorful with their tuxes, we'll just say. <laughs> Especially Todd. Todd loves to have a colorful tux. Uh, but um, that's the only way you can get there. And right now, there's a room packed of people staring at him right now. People like the guy who owns Comic-Con, uh, Utah, the Fantasy Fest, uh, some com people who run computer companies and gaming companies were there. There was also actors and actresses there as well. Uh, the guy from 21 Jump Street was there. A couple of other people were there. there was, it's a lot of contact. Plus, 
there was tons of media there, including a lady I met two years ago who's a friend of mine now who runs uh, uh, it's a Chinese media outfit, 550 million viewers. I know, isn't that crazy? And I'm happy to have 14 million. I know. I was like, damn. So it, this is all exposure. Do you know how much money you'd have to spend to get the exposure you would get it if you won this? I think I don't think y'all have any idea how much it would cost to, to, to get to this kind of exposure on your own. Hmm. But again, Zane's smart. He, he knows. He, he learned. He must have learned early on that uh, being nice to people and paying attention to what you're saying and, and uh, being chatful, for lack of a better way of saying it, is a way to go. Y'all should, I mean, listening to him talking, y'all should pay attention because if, if you're up and coming, this is a shortcut. That was a bad word, actually, but it is a shortcut, <laughs> but it, I don't like calling it that. It, it just, kind of is. It's a, it's a little booster. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's a bad word. Uh, let's see what we got here. Right, we got more of these. Now these. Oh, look at this good-looking guy, man! Damn. We're gonna have to save this one and put it up on the uh, on for the picture tonight. What do you mean? Is he? Oh, I knew that question was gonna come in tonight. I don't know if he's married. I don't even know if he likes guys or girls. So how do I know if he's married? Uh, I've got a girlfriend for Absolutely. three years. Back off, the boy, man. The young man. Get back, back, you nasty women, you. <laughs> So that's, you know, it's funny, but almost every show or every other show, someone asks if the guest is married. I was like, is there that many single people? Are y'all that desperate out there, you single people? <laughs> it's, it's getting scary, man. It's, it's getting scary. Oh, man. They, they were in love with Tom. Somebody said, I'll pay you for his phone. I must have whatever. <laughs> I said, that's never going to happen. It was like, uh uh. Up, oh, up, oh, there we go. The big group here, the other big winner. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Desmond. Yes, Desmond and I got drunk together. Did I say that? Ah, oh, damn. Uh, anyway, it was a Friday night thing that who we're blaming. Oh, we're blaming the Aussie for it. That's who we're blaming. Yes, I forgot about that. Yes, we're blaming that bad Aussie, Mr. Flame and Blue Eyes himself. <clears throat> he was last year's big winner, by the way. Uh, there, there was him. That's Joni. No, it's Jody, actually. Uh, there's Echo. Echo's the one to the left. Jody's the one to the right. Jody's one of the judges. The guy in the far end is the he's a two-star general who was in Space Command. I don't know the little the, this little chick right here though. Oh, she's uh she's the voice of Bart Simpson. Oh, okay. See, you learn something new every day. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Uh, a great crowd up there. And look, see, look at the people surrounding these two, man. These are big people surrounding them. Uh, everybody around him got great careers, and they're in the middle of it. Yes, one's an author, one's an illustrator. People, I know it's a good-looking group. What can I say? I'm crying because I'm not in there. Damn man, I feel heartbroken. <laughs> I'm telling you, people, I feel heartbroken. Y'all just hanging, hanging. Oh, red carpet. What's oh? I'm telling you, we're gonna get this guy married off, man. <clears throat> maybe, we, maybe we should pimp him out, make some money. <laughs> <laughs> Saying, hey, wait, leave, leave me alone now, man. Come on, calm down. Huh? <laughs> That was at the gate, the people that picture you just saw there. There he is again. Look at him. Good looking guy up there, taking care of himself. Well, you'd be nervous, right? Cindy, where are you from again? Oh, London. All right. Maybe you won't be nervous, but there's a lot of people looking at this guy right now. They they had one rehearsal. I think it was on Thursday night, if I remember right, but met was there two. But anyway, they had a rehearsal. And um Oh no, you, you mean are they reading teleprompters? No. The uh the speakers are. But the winners aren't. 
Yeah, we had to write our own speeches, and I did not write the second speech because I wasn't sure whether or not I was going to win. And I was like, man, if I write the second speech, I kind of look like a jerk because it's like I'm presuming that I'm going to win. I mean, I felt good about my chances, but I was like, I don't really want to be that guy. So I was like, <laughs> well, you know, but you already won the first one. So this this is just an add-on, you know? And uh, it's, well, no, it's a, it's a big deal, guys. You had a game five grand with that trophy. Yeah, don't y'all wish y'all get five grand? I know. Well, I mean, in art world, five grand is nice, but it's it's not mega money, but it's it's a nice little chunk for. Get, you, so you get to come hang out at LA and hobnob with all these people, and you get a five thousand dollar check. I don't, I don't even know how you can bitch about that. So yeah. Somebody, somebody in chat was griping about it. I'm like, really? How the hell can you bitch about that? Uh, let's see, let's see what this one is. Oh, there's the bunch. Where are you at in here now? We gotta find you. <laughs> I'm somewhere on the right. I think. There's, there's Michael Talbot right there. We were talking about him earlier. I'm in between the uh, the girl with the red hair and right is above. That you right there? That's me. Okay, there he is. He's hidden in there, man. They stuffed him in there. Well, obviously they didn't do illustrators and, and writers, since they got y'all mixed up. Yeah. Uh, that's that's Joni we were talking about earlier. That's that's her. That is Emily. That's Emily Goodwin. That's John's wife, but she's the one to put all this together. And this is Miss Who Runs. Um, oh, what is her name now? Oh, I'm sorry. She's going to slap me when she sees me next year. Uh, she's the one that runs author services. <clears throat> and um, I always want to call her Joni too, or Joan. I, anyway, I, I will get y'all her name because apparently Joe's getting senile in his old age. But this is, and this is great. I mean, this is, oh, this is uh, Echo's husband, uh, Pia Lazarus. And, uh, and wait, I was telling you about Tom Wood. There he is right there. The sexy bastard. He's hiding out. Yeah. It's, uh, he's, uh, he, he, yeah, I'm just saying he was. Of course, this is L. Ron Hubbard up here. If y'all don't know who that is. Thank you, baby. It's, um, now there's a lot of great people. This is when I see Todd earlier. This is Todd right here. He's lovely. See, this is Dean over here. These two characters are well, well worth meeting right here. I'm just saying that well everybody there is well worth meeting, but these two characters are well worth it. Uh, so, was, so this guy and this guy and this guy, and I'm not in this picture because I'm not part of this. I'm press. Uh, while hanging out on one night, we were talking about that earlier in the show. But there's a lot of great people in this group, and there's a lot of lot of fun people to talk to. Um, everybody here was proud to be here, and you know, I got to say this, and, I, and you can answer this too, because I don't know for I can't say it from your side. I've been there for three seasons now, and I haven't heard of any bitches. And last year, no, not last year, year before last, Tom and I and Echo invited everybody up to the suite, and we all got drunk. I mean, we got drunk. There was like fourteen of us in there, uh, and this suite. I had a nice suite, but. Um, Nobody had a bitch, and because and, now they're loaded and it's over with. So if you've got a gripe, that's the time to say it. You know, it's over, it's done. Uh, everybody's got a nice buzz. The only thing that got me a little nervous is one of the contestants from last year or year before last said he wanted to ask his girlfriend to marry him on stage. Uh, as soon as she, as soon as he said, I said Emily would have killed you. You know that, right? <laughs> he said you'd have been dead, buddy. <laughs> I said you killed me, dead. We'd have heard a thump. What the hell was that? <laughs> I said, I don't think, I don't think that was going to fly, man. He said, really? I said, I don't think she would have appreciated it. Um, but this is the good ones. Right, well, you can't see what I'm pointing at. Sorry. This is the good ones right here. These are friends of mine. All of them are friends of mine. But uh, this is John. is a host of one of our hosts on the network. 
um, and he hosts writers of the illustrators. He hosts their radio show. And, but everybody here, if you get to meet any of the bottom row and even part of the middle row, these judges are great. These these class runners and judges are great. You will have a blast. They will work the bejesus out of you. So for you, so you get there. So what do you what do you think when you get there? So, so you get there, Zane's going, all right, I'm there. I get to just hang out, stay in a hotel room. You know, I got a roommate, but, you know, we chill and, uh, you know, get some, get some to drink and, you know, listen to a couple of people. They worked the hell out of you, man. I was, I was watching. Yeah. They worked the living hell out of you. Why don't you tell them a little bit about it? Yeah, I thought that it was going to be like, oh, I thought it was going to be a nice little chill thing. I get to explore L.A. But no, every minute of every day was scheduled, was scheduled out like a something to do. Like we had bigger drawing classes. We had a ton of lectures to do. We had um, photo shoots. We had media stuff. We had book signings. There's so much stuff going on all the time. And at the time, I didn't ask for time off, like, from my job. So basically, after everything, I would work my job at night and then wake up in the morning again the next day and just do that every day. There's a lot going on. It was. I mean, I sat there and... See, it was funny for me because the year before last, I spent a lot of time with the illustrators. This year, for some reason, I ended up spending a lot of time with the writers. But I sat in for one of Tom's classes, one of Echoes, and one of Mike's, Michael Talbert's. And, um, you know, I'm watching uh, while they're talking. And, th- and this is true for all three seasons I've been here. So, ladies and gentlemen, you, you have to be there to understand. So, they're in this room, this little area where they got a little stage up there. And they talk. sometimes they got models up there, sometimes they don't. Uh, Echo likes to do models. And, um, but anyway, they usually will bring in a model every year. But regardless, anytime they're talking and doing stuff, if you look around the room, you will see every person in the room is drawing. Everyone. Well, it, it, no telling what it is. Some are doing it on paper. Some are doing it on their computers. But everybody is. It's a weird thing to watch. And they're watching and listening to whoever's on stage talking. I'm not talking about when they're doing the models. This isn't drawing the models. They're just doing you know, whatever concept that's being talked about on the stage, they're actually putting and transferring it onto their computers or papers. It's great to watch, especially when you can only draw a stickman. <laughs> you know, it's great to watch. And, you know, I sit in because I like to sit on the back, you know, on the very back row where the, uh, I guess it was like a bar at one time back there or something. Because everybody sits down on the uh, couches on the floors. And uh, I love watching y'all. To me, watching y'all were more fun than watching the judges because I'm friends with the judges. So I can call and ask them anything. Uh, but um, y'all were just great to watch. Oh, yeah, it was great, people. And, again, the only way you're going to get to go there is if you win. I go there as press. No, I'm not going as a winner. Even though I'm about 10,000 words into a book right now, but it's going to be over their limit, so I won't get to submit it. Uh, maybe I'll send it to Zane. Zane can do some artwork, and there's a bunch of stuff <laughs> on his book. Um, what do you mean, Jeannie? New banners? I'm not going to. No, that's that's cheesy. I'm sorry. Y'all can do new banners if y'all want to. <laughs> What do you mean? I'm not going to ask some illustrators to make me new banners. They got way bigger fish to fry than worried about getting me some banners. Get the hell out of here with that. Uh, I, yeah, there's 36 of them. They're all going after careers, and they want money, money, people. They're not playing around. These ain't, these ain't, these ain't, I'm, I'm working for 50 cent people. What the hell y'all thinking here? No, we'll do like we did last year. If y'all think we knew new banners, we'll do just like we do every year for banners. Uh, you'll either, you can either come in and, and make a banner for the show and get your own free show for a year if we use it. Uh, one hour for a year, or uh, we do other things. We give away other stuff too. So, yeah, I'm not, but no, that's that's something you have to do. Yes. You can even go use my Pick Monkey account. Oh yeah, if I use Pick Monkey, I'm talented. Oh yeah, now people, 
Oh, yeah. I'm not talented like Zane, but I got some talent for you. Just pick monkey because I'm going to draw. I just drag and draw. So, Marsha is writing in from Washington, D.C. Hey, out there in D.C. She wants to know, what is it you're looking to accomplish in your art or, or where you're trying to go with it? Is it, is it? is it just about making money? Is it a fulfillment of something you need for your soul or is it something else? Good question, by the way, Edgar. Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, for me, it's very much a fulfillment of the soul sort of thing where the jobs that I want and the places that I want to go and continue going up and reaching are all ways that it's like, I know if I work there, I'll be working with some of the best people, which means my skill gets up a lot faster because I'm under these people's guidance. So basically every step that I'm doing and all these companies I'm looking at aren't for the money. It's more for the ability to learn as much as I can, as fast as I can, because I think by the end of my career, I'd like to be able to one for one, anything that I imagine I can put on paper and I will be happy with it. That, that That's a good one. It's, um, well, no people bottom line is if you're good and you're talented, money will always come. You can chase the money if you want. I'm not going to lie. I know a lot of people here. I never chased money. When I got in construction, I got into it because I had been into in other businesses where uh, I was just, you know, general manager, you know, supervisor, stuff like that. And it, it just didn't suit me. Uh, I, I just didn't like it for some reason. Oh, it wasn't the money. I was making excellent money, but um, it, it, it wasn't that. So I decided to get into business for myself. I like to starve the first two years. Uh, oh yeah. And then my wife just had a kid right in the middle of that. Well, she was working, but still we were starving. And about the third year it started taking off. And then, um, the more I liked it, the more money I made. And these days I, I work more than I used to, but, um, still, you know, I always tell people, if you can do something you really like, you're going to be much happier in the long run. And it's usually going to be much more financially rewarding because you're putting your soul into it. It's a difference. No, that's him. That's the two winners. Yes. What do you mean you don't look like you? You need to go put some glasses on. <laughs> Joe's rude. Of course, Joe's rude. You've been listening to me a long time. Uh, I'm only nice to these guys when I'm out there. The big wigs again hanging out. Yeah, yeah. See, they're with the big wigs, man. These are big wigs. That No, that's Echo. Oh, Echo is, is, is hilariously. She is fabulous. She is. <laughs> she, her and I and Tom had some good times. That's all I can say. Uh, well, no, the first year I met her, her old man didn't get to come with him. He, I think he was working. This year, uh, he was there, so I got to meet him. So it was a little bit different. But uh, what? No, 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 no. Yeah. No, they're not a bunch of alcoholics. We drink. We, usually, there's not time to drink is what the real problem is. Um, like this year, for some reason, I showed up early. I came in early. It was a Friday night, and I ran into... Um, I can't even remember his name now. I just call him the Australian anyway. And then we picked up a couple of others, and then we all went bar hopping from, I don't know, it was like midnight to 5 a.m. or something. Bars mostly close in L.A. around 2, by the way, though. So I don't know what to tell y'all. It's uh, We had a lot of fun. Oh, this is more, huh? Okay, what I found down here. Hey, what was that? Oh, they, that's just the art station homepage. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Okay. yeah none, none of that's my work. 
Yeah, I was looking. I, I said, no, well, it looked a little different to me. It looked, I mean, it looked a little campier, actually. That's why I was asking. Well, I always ask first because I never know, you know. I don't want to insult somebody. I was just clicking along when I seen it. So, wait, I got to go back. How do you get back to home on here? Where the hell was I? Let's go find it. Oh, there we were. That's where we were. And I think that was his last one right there. Yeah, that was the last piece. It's my oldest piece that's in there. See, and I see, you know, I was looking at, like, when you do the sketches and all. Uh, that can, wait, let me get out of here. Y'all need to be reading my mail. <laughs> it's a, well, no, that was just a letter from the person who booked it, Carmen, if y'all want to know. But, um, you know, I always like looking at the sketches, the, the raw sketches. I, I don't know, exactly know why, but for me, it's just something I like. I guess because when I was in the service, I, look, I read a lot of schematics. And I guess uh, because of that, I've got this thing for sketches now. And uh, it's a weird thing. It's, I just like seeing what the product came from. Um, you know, I remember I was, I don't know, I was 19 or 20. I was in the French Quarter. I just met my wife, and we were walking through the French Quarter. And we were looking for some, some of Larry Harris's work. Now, he's the guy who did The Devil and the Angels for Mardi Gras. It was about 10 years' worth of these he did. And uh, I was looking for some of his oil to see if I could buy one of his oil paintings. By the way, I was broke, people, so I was hoping it was going to be cheap. Now, this thing is like, I don't know, four and a half foot, five foot tall, two and a half foot wide. I found three of them. Two of them were for sale, but... The one he did where he's standing there, he's standing behind uh, one girl in white as an angel, one girl in red as a devil, and Satan standing behind with both his hands on their shoulders. It's a Mardi Gras poster for New Orleans. It's an outstanding piece if you get to see it. And um, it was selling for $37,000 because uh, the artist had passed away. I was like, damn, a year early, I got it for like seven fifty. Uh, but it's great stuff. I mean, you know, so, but reason I was bringing it up is because I had seen a lot of his original sketches before he did the oils, but all his posters was made from the oils. That's what they used to make the uh, posters from. I, I was confused about how all that worked, to be honest with you. Uh, Carrie, no, Zane can't submit again. Only once. You can only be winning one time, my friend. Sorry. Uh, you'd have to ask him about that. Oh, um, what do you mean? Oh, okay. Well, I can, I'll ask him. Yeah, that's not a problem. Let me close this right quick. Um, <laughs> Louisa, where you at anyway? Louisa, New York. I kind of figured that's where you were from. She wanted to know, so doing artwork, she, we're going back to genres, but she wants to know, for you, if you get to pick, like it's like sci-fi or steam or punk or or sci or fantasy or any of this, what would you prefer to draw? Because I know a lot of our writer, a lot of our author friends have a particular genre they like to write in. Is that true for artists? Yeah, I mean, for me personally, I prefer high fantasy. I like the uh, I like the older stuff because you can get away with some really cool like painting techniques and like old stone and bone and stuff like that. And especially like the worn metal, I think that's something that I really enjoy painting. So I'd like to stay within the fantasy realm, but it just depends on the job most of the time. Like job to job, people require different things. Christopher, no, he didn't. It's not about UFOs tonight. Christopher goes, what kind of UFO did he see? He wrote it in big, huge text. I was like, no, he didn't see a UFO. And texted, just so you know, UFO means unidentified flying object. It does not mean alien spacecraft. Neither does YAP. I, I still don't know why we call him YAP. That's just stupid. Oh, let's call them yaps. Yeah, I think the government did that just to mess with you people. Um, come on, just UFO sounds bad enough, but yap sounds just stupid. <laughs> um, you mean 
UFO artwork. You mean alien art? Oh, yeah. That's I wanted to ask you about that. Let's go. That's a whole different subject. But so lately, even some of the illustrators or authors, I mean, some of the illustrators, some of the um, artists I met at, at these different winning, uh, at these different uh, writers of the futures, <clears throat> some of them were doing the only way I could describe it as alien landscape. But it wasn't just the alien landscape. They were doing an alien sky with the alien landscape. So, like a picture the other day, the guy's doing it's a, it's a kind of orange, just kind of looks like the color shirt I'm wearing, uh, planet. And it's got a bunch of stuff going on. But then he does this skyscape, kind of reminded me of when Jodie Foster seen uh, that, that um, the four stars merging together just before she landed on that planet. Um, that, 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 uh, that was a great event. And he kind of used the same celestial event type thing. And the sky was really pretty. Um, lots of colors in it. And then I've seen a lot of other ones. Is there something to drive in that? Or is this just something people are doing just to do? I, I'm, I'm just curious because, like I said, I'm not an artist. And every now and then I notice things will run in phases. Like somebody just somebody starts it and then a bunch of people follow suit. And I do find these 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 scapes pretty, but I'm, I'm just not sure if it's being done for gaming, if it's done for self-pleasure, or if it's just something people are doing. Any I ideas? Go oh, good, good. Sorry. No, no, good. Yeah, you're good. No, you're good. good. I was gonna say, I guess it's just, uh, I guess it, it's a very case dependent thing. A lot of people are doing it for themselves, but I'm sure there's a fair amount that do it for games because a lot of games have designers that specifically design skies and stuff for their planets, which is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. I know World of Warcraft does that, like back in like 2006, 2007, when Burning Crusade came out, they had some really interestingly painted skies that were super unique. See, uh, that's stuff like that's weird to me, but I still like it. I know uh, I picked up a taste for it. It was one of the games we were playing, some game where you could warp the planet to the planet, but it would let you customize and design your own worlds from skies to grounds to all kind of stuff in between, uh, which is cool. I did like the fact that it did let you do jump technology, and you had to be accurate. In other words, the computer didn't do it for you. You had to do it. And I, I died so many times the first year I had the game. It wasn't even funny, people. Uh, I'm not kidding. You. I ran into planets. I smashed into suns. I, anyway, we ain't gonna get into that. I, I just died a lot of times. <laughs> just a lot of times. Well, you know, when you first learn in a game, sometimes you can really screw it up. Right now, you mean me? No, I'm not gaming anything right now. No, I'm too busy. Uh, no, if I wasn't, I would be. I like game. I think it's a good stress reliever. I'm not gonna hate on gamers. Uh, no, I I used to play a lot. I mean, I played all kind of stuff. What you mean? One of my, you know what? I hate to admit this on on radio, but one of my favorites was Pebble Beach. I'm sorry, guys. It's a golf game. I know golf <laughs> is so boring, <laughs> but I like this get one particular game. Now we were playing Star Wars and a bunch of other stuff at the time, but um, for some reason, I just liked this one particular golf game. It was good. It was fun. It was challenging. That's why it was challenging. Uh, Sony PlayStation, the first one. Yeah, that's what it was on. Mm -hmm. Pebble Beach is what it was called. Yes. Well, I don't need a game station anymore because I have an Apple Mac in here, which will play will play any game that they make or anything that will be played on uh, on uh, Sony. You can play on the computer. Yeah. Well, Sony, and I, didn't, I don't know if y'all know this or not, but Sony's drives, what they use for like what plays their game, their, their disk drives, are the same ones in their computers. They're exactly the same. So you can play anything that you can play on one of their game stations on their computers. It's just you got more power. That's well... That's not necessarily true. Most of the time, you'd have more power, but the new the new game stations have a lot of power. 
They're not, you know, they're not what you would think of in the old days. There's, you know, sometimes 16, 18 gigs of RAM in there, uh, 64 gigs, I think, in the new one. So they're not, you know, chips, you know, 4.0, stuff like that. Uh, they're serious. They're, they're not just gaming stations. They can be serious computers, but they're gaming stations. You know, 8 gig video cards, things like that, 16 gig. I mean, they're serious gaming stations now. Yeah, and if you're going to game, you're going to have fun. Enjoy it. Well, it's fun. I just don't like paying a thousand dollars for a gaming station. That's all. Man, I can get a beast of a computer for a gram. Even in today's market, I can. Uh, what? Uh, creatures. So Stephanie's writing in. Stephanie, where are you writing in from? San Diego, California. How are you in San Diego? How are you doing? Uh, mythical creatures. Oh, so she says, have you done any artwork like a mythical creatures like from that, uh, that J.K. Rollins new series she's got out? Those three new movies she's got out. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, mythical beasts like that. Have you, have you got into anything like that or drawn anything like that? Yeah, I've drawn all sorts of creatures. I mean, I've one of my favorite things to draw are like monsters and creatures. I had like this uh, salamander creature that I had a while ago. It was like some aquatic ambush predator that had this coral structure that grew out of its head like bone, and it kind of lured fish in, and then it would eat them. That was a pretty cool one. And way back when, I think in like freshman year of college just a couple of years ago i uh did like some paintings like skinwalkers and stuff because i thought those are really cool yeah well that, that's some cool stuff to be painting right there or should be drawn i should say uh all that stuff is fun because I, I i just like looking at it. it's a lot of fun to look at or to talk about i know there's a lot of pieces you can discuss these days and wait wait what's that marky Marky, dude, it says Marky Mark. You like the artist Marky Mark? Is that this? Because if it is, I'm going to give you five tons of crap about it. So you, you better not say it is. Anyway, Marky Mark, where are you from? You're from Disney World? Well, nice to see you down in Orlando, Florida. Well, you're not too far from our guest. He's in, uh, where are you at? Sarasota, right? Yes, yeah, Sarasota, about two hours out from Orlando. What do you mean, Young Sarasota? I'm not even going to, just never mind. Well, I'm glad you're down there in Disneyland having fun. Yes, that's all I can tell you. Uh, English people. In, no, let me rephrase that because every time I say English, we get this crazy stuff. American. Yes, American. Yes. How's that? I got to tell my Brit friends at all times because we, we have different words. Our words mean different things. If you've never talked to a Brit before, Aussies aren't that bad, but Brits, a lot of their words mean different things than our words do. Y'all will find that if you talk to them long term. I got a lot of friends over in the UK and in England, and they um, they speak just like us. It's just some of their words have different meanings. Mm -hmm. You'll find out. Just go talk to them. Yeah, it's a little bit crazy. And if you talk to anybody from Scotland or... or <laughs> I, I got some friends from Scotland. I never know. They, I got a bad accent. I'm not going to deny. I should never pick on anybody with an accent, but I ain't got nothing like this. Like, I'm like, what the hell? Are you I'm like, speak, stop. Let's try this again. Let's go real slow. Now, what the hell are you telling me, man? It sounds like something from a Boggy Creek monster. Some shit just crawled out of there. Um, so, you, okay. Uh, Johnny's asking, have you ever done any of the cryptozoology uh, stuff. What, Johnny, what do you mean cryptos? I, I know what you mean by cryptozoology, but I mean, is there something particular like El Chupacadra or Bigfoot or something like that? I mean, is there something particular you're asking? Well, cryptozoology can mean a lot of things. 
I mean, I mean, for me, it was like Skinwalkers. I was like really into Skinwalkers. They're yeah, super cool. Yeah. You ever heard of like a Navajo Skinwalker? Like these yeah. medicine men that turn into wolves, but mm-hmm. also I spent, turn into I spent, these. Uh, three weeks out on the Skinwalker Ranch. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll tell you about that one time. It's uh, it, that's that's interesting stuff to draw on and stuff. See, things like that is if, if you do them well, can put you back because they can make people look and go. Uh, that looks a bit scary. Uh, maybe not scary. Well, then it looks a little bit scary. I don't know. You know what, Carol? Carol's, Carol, Carol, where are you from? Where is it? no men in here tonight? What's going on? Uh, where are you from, Carol? Uh, yeah, no, I don't know what that means. You, you like we're writing in jibber jabber or something? What? Okay, I know UK. What part of the UK are you in? UK is a big place. Well, it's not just England. I mean, you should know that if you're from the UK. Oh, you're in Edinburgh. So we, technically, okay, well, we'll leave that alone. Anyway, I, I know where you are. But, so anyway, what about horror? Go back Go back to the horror question. I, I, that's the one I'm most interested in. Oh, okay, I got you. Well, y'all, y'all need to, like, spell check them before you post them. Because when I read them, I don't, it's like jibber-jabber sometimes. So anyway, she wanted to know, when it comes to horror, do you draw stuff to scare yourself or to try to scare somebody else, or you just draw it because that's what you feel like drawing at the time or, or painting at the time or using a computer? Yeah, most of the time when I do horror stuff, it's either just because I think it's cool or because it's something that the job requires. Like Generally, like a job will be like, hey, uh, we need this sort of spooky thing that plays off of this fear or this uh, weird like, giant monster that has a bunch of guys coming out of his guts, like that sort of thing. It's just based on the job most of the time. Now, here's some cryptozoology you could you can sketch right here. Tell him, tell him I, I, I am the evil black alien. I was going to say gray alien, but since she's black, we'll just say black. Uh, am I, she's an extraterrestrial people. She's my own pet extraterrestrial, yes. Look at her. I mean, how else do you think an alien's supposed to look, people? <laughs> it's, um, what's that, Mike? Oh, finally, a guy that writes in. Hey, Michael, how you doing? Where you are, Michael? I, well, I thought you were angry, but you're not. I always can tell by your text. Uh, where are you from, my friend? Brazil. What's going on down in Brazil? How's he doing down there, man? I bet you it's hot down as it is here, huh? <laughs> I bet you it is. Okay, not not a fair question. So, Michael wants to know what is it? What what was it when you were a young man or young? Because you are he, well, he's still a young man. So anyway, when you were a kid, what was it that made you think first off that you could draw? And what and what was the real? What was it that woke up in you and said, "Okay, I'm going to do this. This is what I'm going to do." Because somewhere you had to have an awakening moment where you decided, "All right, I'm going to go for this." And I'm just curious. Well, he's more curious than I am to what it was. Well, for me, like one of the things that got me into art in the first place was video games. Like I was really into World of Warcraft when I was a little kid and seeing like some of the loading screens and the paintings on there, I thought really super, super cool. I'm like, I wish I could do this. So I just kind of at the age of like, I don't know, like seven ish started working on like drawing and stuff. I mean, it was terrible because I was a little kid, but yeah, somewhere. Over time, it just kind of improved, and then you get down a rabbit hole where it's like, oh, now that I've seen all this cool stuff, I want to see what inspired these people, and you go all the way back to, like, old master painters and stuff. It's really interesting. 
Yeah, no, it is. I and I and I can actually truly understand that. Uh, was that good for you, Michael? It's good for us. <laughs> I'll stop picking on y'all tonight. <laughs> oh man, I'm sorry. Hey, y'all, messenger people are weird. Is all I can tell y'all. Uh, you YouTube people aren't as weird as the messenger people are, but y'all are all weird. Just in case you didn't know. Um. Well, no. Well, all right, Gene. Stop. You're, you're, you're like texting at warp speed. All I can see is the thing zipping by. Oh, okay. Okay. No, I can go with that. So Gene said, Gene, are you a guy or a girl? Because I mean, it could be either name. I'm curious. I, I, it, it doesn't matter, but I am curious. Girl. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. Gene's actually writing in from sunny California in San Diego. And uh, she wanted to know, is there any way you could take any inspiration for what's going on in Russia and the Ukraine right now? An interesting question. I don't know what it means, but it's interesting. Uh, take inspiration? Yeah, I I'm guess not, from, doing, from doing art. I'm not sure what you would be drawing. Yeah, I don't think I don't think I do any like political art or anything like that. I mean, the situation's really like dire there. It's really bad. I'm aware of it, but I don't know if I'd be really doing any art like based off of it. I know there's a lot of artists that do though. A lot of artists, especially Eastern European artists, that are really into doing uh, art based on the current situation and satirizing Putin or doing whatever. People, y'all better watch picking on Putin. <laughs> I'm just, every now and then, people who pick on Putin just disappear. <laughs> yeah, you, I don't know if you want to make Putin angry. He's a little strange, and we'll leave it at that. Actually, Jack is doing that early. I got a bunch of uh, stuff in for Friday's show. You talking about the political show? Yeah, we got tons of stuff. Oh no! You can you can you can email me at icarcox.net. But uh, uh, there's three hosts going to be on this week, and then maybe four next week. Yeah, so well, it's a two to three hour show depending on what we're doing. Yeah, just come on by. It's nine to eleven on on thing. Anybody who sees this, or anybody, you know, I'm gonna get Zane to give out his email his email now, where where y'all can find him and stuff like that. But uh, get in touch with him if you if you're looking to get something done. Well, he sounds pretty busy. So if, if you got a project, you might want to write to him and see when he's uh, got time to do it. Well, I know we get a lot of people who are always requesting something for a radio station or, or for this, that, or the other thing. And matter of fact, just the other night, we had a host on from a different network, and she was saying they were looking to redo um, all of their featured artwork for the station. Uh, that's a lot of work. That's, that's a lot of different you know pieces of work. Well, because for stations like these, we're not just – I mean, we do news and politics and all of that stuff, and we've had religious shows and music shows, but we also do paranormal ufology. We do a lot of other stuff. So the, st the station itself is considered variety because there's so much on it. And uh, since we, we swing so many spectrums, trying to make a poster or a banner for this network is hard because it has to encompass so much stuff and still look serious at the same time. <clears throat> it's not an easy thing to do. <laughs> I'm just saying it's not an easy thing to do. Hey, uh, Chris, this is for you. Watch what comes up on the, on the video screen. Boop. You see that? Shh. Yeah, shh. There you go. Uh, you didn't see that skull telling you? Shh. There it goes again. Yes, there you go. Uh, that's just how that is. Oh, here, I'll send you some aliens to come visit you. Make you feel better. Um, we got about time for about four more questions. Who else is up in here? Uh, oh, all right. Well, that, that's fair. Uh, who is who is there? Oh, Elman. Am I saying that right? Elman? Elmond, yeah, Elmond. Okay, I got you, Elmond. So, what, what's your what's your question? 
Oh, what what made him submit to writers of the future? Well, that's a fair question. What made you decide to submit to writers and illustrators of the future? Uh, uh, where did you even see that for that matter? Well, from uh, from school, I kind of figured it out. They sent out a little uh, letter that was like, hey, these are some things that you could apply to to make some scholarship money. So they had that in there. And I was like, oh, this seems really cool. And it seems right up my alley because I'm a fantasy illustrator. A lot of con- or a lot of uh, competitions and scholarships usually require like a fine arts portfolio. But this one specifically required a fantasy portfolio, which was really interesting to me. And that's kind of why I applied. Well, no, that, that sounds interesting in itself because, you know, I- anything that's different. Fine arts is all great and dandy and, and fabulous and stuff because there's a lot of great art out there. But there's so much more in the world today that to uh, put into illustrations. You know, what mm-hmm. I mean, it's so much. Uh, you know, when I was growing up, there was a lot, but now there's just a lot more. Oh, and by the way, for all you moms and dads that tell your kids that gaming's going to rot their brains, I've met quite a few of them that are making good money these days. And I'm not talking about chicken shit money. I'm talking about good money. Most of the gaming companies will bring you on between one hundred and one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars first time. If you got experience, you can make three or four times that. Yeah, so if you're good, not if you're just some normal everyday butthole. If you're Beavis a butthead, you need not apply. Um, and really and truly, though, if you have real talent, most of these companies are looking for it. It used to be that before the invention of the internet, it was hard for artists to really get a even for authors. It was a lot harder to get your work out there. I mean, there wasn't as many ways. Today, you can win a contest, you can go on radio shows, you can go on TV, you can blast it all across the world. And people, somebody, you never know who's going to see it and decide, hey, I want this guy, this girl to come do my work. And really, it's what it's about. And I'm, I'm hoping Zane gets rich and famous. Zane, just remember us when you get rich and famous, man. Don't forget about <laughs> us little people. And, uh, well, you never know. He might be doing the, the artwork. Oh, yeah. Strange New Worlds. Huh? Ooh, yeah. You know, Star Trek's always looking for concept art. Ooh, yeah, they are, too. Yeah, I was watching, um, oh, the executive producer, not the executive producer, the producer the other night. What was he on? He's on one of them goofy shows. Was it Was it Will Wheaton? Anyway, he was on one of them talking about the need for artists. And the guy said, well, you need actors. He said, no, we got plenty of actors, morons. <laughs> I mean, these are different points. But artists and stories is stuff they're looking for. So it doesn't matter what is TV, uh, regular television, you know, sci-fi. There's so much stuff you can submit to all these gaming companies. There's a lot of gaming companies now. There's a lot of competition. Yeah. What do you mean? No, Chinese artists are not coming to the United States by the drugs. I don't know who told you that. No. Because they draw differently. Oh, you mean Japanese artists? No, that's not true either. Who's telling you this stuff? Most countries don't have enough artists as it is for the the amount of... Okay, before entertainment came along, you didn't need a lot of artists. Today, think about it, people. TV's running 24-7, seven days a week. There are literally thousands of shows running nonstop, 24 hours a day. All of these shows need stories and art. All of them. I mean, so even news shows need stories and art. Everybody does. Uh, so it's it's just stuff out there. Well, you, you got to make up your mind what you want to do, Jennifer, and and pick a pick a direction and go after it. Or blanket. I mean, maybe you can ask Zane. Maybe you can go out and blanket a bunch of companies and hope you get a job that way. Submit your portfolio. 
Zane, what was the easiest way for you to get a job? That's that's what she keeps asking me. Ask Zane what's the easiest way for him to get it for, for an artist to get a job. Wait, let me rephrase that. What's the easiest way for a starving artist to get a job? Well, I think the one of the best ways to do it is to uh, look at what companies you really, really like and make fan art and build a portfolio that sort of tailors itself to these companies and then you apply to these companies. And then also do a blanket thing where you just apply to a bunch of smaller studios and eventually that will lead you up to bigger studios, that sort of thing. There you go, guys. That's how you do it. Well, I'll tell you this. Some of the judges I met uh, uh, work for like the NFL, the golf leagues, the baseball leagues. Yeah. Big beverage companies, stuff like that. Automobile companies. Oh, yeah. You, do you know how much an automobile company will pay for artwork or a Walmart, any of these people. This isn't chicken money. This is real money, people. Sometimes this is enough money for you to live on for the next two or three years. No, that's the difference. Well, no, you can't expect that right out the gate. I mean, unless you're just like this ungodly, fabulous audience, you might be. Who keeps paying me? Uh, might be this fabulous audience, but but um, for most people, you just have to work your way up, get your portfolio built, start moving along. If you're really, really talented, more than likely you'll get picked up pretty fast. I know I've talked to six of the 12 illustrators that have gotten jobs already from writers of the future, six. And I think three or four, the authors have too. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's one of the advantages to winning this thing. Yeah. And then you still have this as part of your portfolio that you did win. Illustrators, Zane gets to brag, double brag, because he won the big one. Yeah. He won the whole contest. Yeah. Not just best, best for the month or best for the quarter. Yeah, but you can submit four times a year. Yeah, the, you, every every quarter you can submit. Yeah, matter of fact, when they were wrapping up Writers of the Future, they were wrapping up one of the next quarters at the time. Yeah, these people busy like you wouldn't believe busy. Uh, what do you mean? Oh, you mean all the ju- all the all the, yeah all the people? <laughs> I'll tell him when you said that. <laughs> So you mean all the people at Galaxy Press and at uh, Author Services are skinny? Well, I'll tell them you all said that. Yes, I'm sure they'll appreciate that. Uh, I'm not touching that with a 10-foot pole. I'm friends with all these people. I'm not even going there. <laughs> you can say whatever you want to say. Um, everybody I met was super sweet and super nice. They, matter of fact, I don't know how they treated Zane, but they went out of their way to treat me nice. How were you treated, Zane? Did they like you? Did they, they be nice to you? I mean, I was treated very, very well. It was really, really nice. I mean, they took care of me pretty well. So I'm happy. I'm very grateful for what they've done. Did you go on a tour at Author Services? Yeah, yeah. They took us on a tour through the place. It was really interesting. I mean, it looked like an old place. Like it was like had old bones, but it was like beautiful inside. Really nice. Oh, yeah. they All that hardwood, they paid big money for that stuff whenever they had to put in. It's... um. That, that's a lot, a lot of wood in there. You guys, y'all have seen pictures of it. I've, I've had it on, on different shows. I've, I've posted it and stuff like that. It's a, it's, it's a very, that's a pretty place. Mm-hmm. Now, if you get to go in there and, <laughs> idiots, and you go in there to get this, this fabulous cappuccino machine in there. This damn machine looks like it costs more than my car does. Uh, I mean, the thing is huge. It's beautiful. Get them to make you some cappuccino. Oh, it's, 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 oh my God, it's delicious. They got me spoiled. Well, the first year I went, Tom and I went on a private tour. And so they made us some really good coffee and hooked us up and things like that. 
And then, uh, and right in the middle of it, John called me to go do a lecture. So I was like, damn. So this year I actually got to sit and enjoy my thing. And I met, uh, I met a very, some very interesting characters. Uh, and one, one night on the show, I'll actually talk about it. It was, it was a very interesting experience in itself. Uh, what is that? Bobby, Bobby Wheat. Bobby, Bobby what? Is that your name, Bobby what? Mm-hmm. You must drive your wife crazy with Bobby what, right? Bobby what? Bobby what? No, okay. Anyway, where are you from, Bobby? Oh, another New Yorker. Oh, we're infested with New Yorkers tonight. I know. What am I going to do? <laughs> anyway, what's your question, man? I can give you New Yorkers trouble if I want to. What, 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 what? I'm going to move on. You better tell me your question. Oh, okay. Oh, no, that's that. so. He's wanting to know since you live down in Sarasota, do you try to do any work for like the Disney companies or anything like that? Because you know we all know Disney's like owns half of Florida. Yeah, I mean, I've applied to work for them. I've never actually worked for them, but I've applied to work for them, and I'm waiting to hear back to see what they're thinking. You would think they need just tons of illustrators, not not just for the parks. I mean, for everything else they're involved with. Tell them that you do some illustration on Obi Wan. Obi Wan. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, actually, I have a buddy that works uh, with this company called Happy Mushroom, who uh, work on the Mandalorian, which is pretty cool. He's a lighting artist and a 3D modeler for them. Oh, I like Mandalorian, by the way. Oh, let's yeah. not get all of this, people. Obi-Wan, Mandalorian, and, and the book of Boba Fett. No, just no, no. <laughs> well, no he actually works on Obi-Wan as well. He didn't work on the book of Boba Fett, which book of Boba Fett, not that good. But he got to work on Obi Wan and Mandalorian. Yeah, somebody, somebody yesterday was telling me they felt disappointed by the book of Boba Fett. I said, "Well, I mean, it was only what five episodes anyway, or six, wasn't it?" I said, uh, "I don't know." I said, I, "I it it didn't it didn't really strike a chord with me." But maybe you know some new writing and uh, it'll it'll come back. I actually liked Mandalorian. God, I, only thing I didn't like about Mandalorian was when the Goofy took his helmet off and he was a little dope boy. But other than that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was, I was fine with it. Well, maybe he put his helmet back on, so we're all right. <laughs> still, it was a little disappointing. I'm, you know, I'm looking for, hey, this is kill a guy underneath here, you know. But still, I mean, it was it was hard to, to, to put that face with the guy he was. That's all. But anyway, we, we're yeah. all past that now. We've moved on. And besides, you got to love Goku. So, you know, everybody loves Goku. So, I mean, you can't. The new the new Yoda. Yeah. yeah. And, um, no, Obi-Wan's been interesting. It's just... There's a lot of haters on Obi Wan because they're they're screwing with canon and stuff like that. So I just stay out of those. The only only the only disappointment I would say I had with Obi Wan is I felt Obi's kind of a wimpy little wuss. Um, but I, I figured that's just to show where he is right now, and that'll change because we all know Obi Wan when he killed well when he didn't kill Anakin when he maimed Anakin and when he fought Darth Vader later on. Uh, so we know who Obi Wan really is. It's just right now he's kind of floating we'll say and leave it at that so we'll see where it goes i'm not going to hate until i see where it goes now if this is something that they're going to keep on a trend with they'll lose all their followers and that's just how it is i, I like obi-wan i like the actor I, I think that you know i'm not not exactly sure why they drug darth vader into this and i noticed just recently dizzy put out a thing saying well, we're not sure why we drug darth vader into this either because there's lots of places obi-wan can go uh, and there's lots of things he can do i mean there's another what 20 years before he goes and gets Luke or 30 years. So there's lots of things he can be doing. And then for some reason, people are hating on the Leia thing. I'm not even sure what that's about. No, because people, oh, he never met Princess Leia. Well, I remember in the, in the original movie when she's saying, 
you're our last hope, Obi-Wan Kenobi. So obviously she met him somewhere. So that's what I'm saying. Y'all, y'all can't hate. Pay attention. But see, that's the thing today. Anytime something new comes out, there's always this. Oh, I like it. But oh, no, I hate it at the same time. You either like it or you hate it, people. Uh, Zane, you watch any of the Star Treks? Yeah, he does kind of look like the Spock guy. I agree. No, I've never seen Star Trek. I've always been more of a Star Wars kind of guy. What sacrilege? Oh, they coming for you, man! They coming for you, pitchforks and all. You're high, man. Uh, Star Wars. I like both of them. I, I'm not. I, I like both of them. I enjoy Star Wars and Star Trek. I um, I'm not a big fan of Discovery, mind you, because all right, real fast. Discovery is just not Star Trek. It, it's good sci-fi. If you just want to watch sci-fi, that's what it is. It's it's sci-fi. But as far as Star Trek, no, it's. I I, I guarantee you. Gene Roddenberry's rolling over his grave every time they call that shit Star Trek. I guarantee it. It's uh, it's just not Star Trek. New, Strange New Worlds, that's Star Trek. Mm-hmm. That's that's typical TOS Star Trek. Well, I'm just glad to see, and I say it, I'm just glad to see that Disney has decided to expand the Star Wars universe. I mean, how about you, Zane? Are you glad to see them, you know, branching out from just not movies anymore, but to some series? Yeah, I mean, I'm really, really interested. I wish they stuck with the canon from the books and the and the comics because they had some really cool stuff especially like later on with like the yuzong vong which were these like dudes that flew in these giant like biological spaceships took over most of the galaxy it was really cool yeah they're not doing that uh, they're for some reason now and it doesn't matter what you're watching star trek star wars or anything in between they feel the need to try to rewrite everything And, and you know Z Jenners aren't stupid people. I got a lot of friends that are Z Jenners. They're not stupid. And they actually know what canon is as well. Yeah, you know, movie producers forget sometimes that the younger people are actually watching a lot of the stuff that the older people have already watched. You know, most people who watch Star Wars have, have watched all nine movies now. And uh, so they have an idea of what Star Wars canon is. I'm not Ray. You mean Ray? Yeah, she was one of my favorite characters. I'm not going to lie. I liked Ray. I, I I didn't think she I think she could have been used better, but I liked Ray. Yeah, she's a good character. You mean versus Luke? She met Luke Doofus. And and Luke was a Jedi master. Ray was just began becoming a Jedi. So I don't think it'd have been as big a fight as you think it would have been. Yeah. I, I like them both. Yes. I don't see why you gotta pick one. Do you, Zane, do you think you have to pick one favorite character in Star Wars? It's, you don't have to, but if you want to, you can. Well, who's yours? Oh, see, Zane's got a favorite character. Okay, well, who's yours then, man? I want to know now. Uh, I got a few. I really like Dirge, and I really like General Grievous. Both of them are super cool. I actually forgot about General Grievous. It is. Yeah. Because I don't know if you know about Dirge. He's from the comics. He's like this, uh, this big, like, he's sort of like General Grievous in a way. Where he's just like this big suit of armor, but he's full of these like worms that make up his entire body. Super cool. He's like a downy hunter. That's the thing. There's so there's so many characters in Star Wars to like or to dislike. Oh no, Jack, that's Solo. No, I know what you're talking about. No, that's the movie Solo, where he meets. Yeah, that's Solo, Goofus. That's where he meets the Wookiee at. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, no, that's not. Han Solo already knew, knew Chewbacca. That's where he met Chewbacca when they went to go. Yeah, when they broke him out of jail. Mm-hmm. That's where he met him at. And that's where, at least that's what the movie paints up, you know. 
remember people every movie we're talking about there's a book associated to I, I remember when when uh yeah no there's a book associated to everyone go read it for yourself the problem with books are it's like dune dune's a great book but it's hard to take that book and translate that into a movie it's huge yeah um, you know so those make it hard and, and no i'm happy i was happy with the original it just left out a lot of things from the book you mean this one have you seen the new dune have you caught it yet it's a little weird yeah i saw a couple i saw like uh a couple hours of the movie i know that the movie's three hours long yeah it's long so i've seen a bit of first it hour and I really like it. it's cool yeah. Yeah, the I first hour and a half is slow so you got to kind of skip the first hour and a half but all the good stuff happens like in and the guy who's remaking it all the good stuff happens in part two and uh he's making it a two-part movie which is probably a good idea but i always liked it because I, what was this patrick stewart when he said something about uh going like a wild ass going to work in the desert or something but i, I just love that line for some reason uh, it just stuck with me uh all right cal uh, all right, look, I'll give you all two more minutes since we're on these favorite topics things. So you got a couple of questions that came in. What is your favorite sci-fi movie? Your favorite five-size series? Do you prefer DC over Marvel? I mean, these people don't went off on you now. <laughs> I mean, personally, I prefer DC over Marvel. I really like Bane. I think Bane's a super cool villain. Oh, yeah. We're friends right there. Zane and I are friends right there. <laughs> yeah. See people. Look, I'm not hating on Marvel. Marvel makes great movies. So, okay, real quick, the difference between Marvel and DC. Marvel's movies outsell DC's movies. Okay, then Marvel's makes great movies, even though their last two kind of sucked. Um, DC makes great movies, but they make better series. And yeah, they have better comics. They have better television series. I mean, they right now they have I think it's 19 series running. Not including the Green Arrow, and I think Green Arrow just let went off, but Flash is still there. Legends of DC, I think, just went off here, but there's tons of other ones. And yeah. I, I'll say this because I don't like getting on these topics on these shows, but if you watch DC's Legends of Heroes, they did something. They did a woke show without actually sticking it in your face woke. Mm-hmm. Everything that 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 the woke once incorporated into a movie, they did without actually irritating the people watching it. Everybody should watch it and learn a lesson from that. Oh, yeah, everybody should learn a lesson from that. They manage to do this without offending anyone. And every other movie or television series I've seen that's tried to do this has failed miserably, including Discovery. Yeah, they failed miserably. So pay attention. Uh, you might learn something. I, I enjoy, look, I like sci-fi, people. I can't help it. I'm a sci-fi geek nerd freak. I am. I, I, just who I am. Um um, Marsha, real quick before we go, what do you mean by fan? Fantasy can be a lot of things. Uh, it can be a lot of things. Okay. Well, anyway. Oh, wait. You want you want Mission Earth? I got one copy of Mission Earth left. I'll tell you what I will do. I got this one right here. I might have to. But if you can tell me when ICAR, the International Community of Alien Research, was founded, I'll send you this book. Just write to my, my address at icarcox.net. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you can tell me, you're not going to be able to look it up on the web. No, you're not. <laughs> but there are some people on the web that do know some of our directors know, uh, some of our friends know, some of the people we do conferences with know. Ask around. I'll give you a couple of days. It's there, unless somebody else wins it on something else, it's there. Uh, Zane, any part words? Oh, give me your email and I'll where you can find because I know we got to get out of here, but I'm yapping away about other stuff. 
Oh, yeah. Do you want me to type it in the chat or do you want me to just – Oh, just tell them. So it'll go over the internet because it's going to go over all eight of our video feeds. And currently you got about 2.6 million listeners. So let them all know about it. So, hey, we love y'all and we hug y'all. But let them know where you're at if they want to find you. And uh, website too. All right. So if you want to check out my work, uh, you can check it out at zaynel.artstation.com. That's going to be Z-A-I-N-E-L dot A-R-T-S-T-A-T-I-O-N dot C-O-M. Zaynel.artstation.com. And if you want to email me with any inquiries, you can email me at Zlodi at c dot ringling dot edu. So it's going to be z l o d h i at c dot r i n g l i n g dot edu. So that'll be my email. Feel free to message me like questions or uh, just inquiries for business, that sort of thing. Um, please don't send me a bunch of uh dc stuff or like a bunch of crazy like uh just regular conversational stuff because it's my work email and i don't want it to get too flooded so be serious is what he's telling you i'll say i'll be rude because he's nice sending <laughs> serious inquiries only is the best way to say that what, yes, what do you please. wait what who is what and what do you mean scientology is going to eat me they wouldn't want to eat me i'm old and stringy and tough and they would just spit me out. I don't know what you're talking about. They might eat Zane because he's all, you know, tender and stuff. But that eating me, man. They'd be like, oh, no. Get that old bastard out of here. But guys and girls, we really got to go. So it was Zane, uh, Zane was on with us tonight. Be sure to check him out. Uh, go look at his website. Uh, look around and see what you see. You know, if you're looking for somebody to do some serious work, get in touch with him. Uh, I know, he's, I know. like we, we talked at the beginning, sure he's a little busy, but – you know, if you have a proposal or some something, um, we're talking about serious stuff. We're not talking about drawing your grandma's picture, okay? Um, no, really, we're talking about work work related stuff. You know, she don't want to get paid, and he's not cheap, so <laughs> cheap and cheap and easy. That's not going to help y'all at all. Um, but write to him if he. But serious inquiries, because you know, you know, I bitch about this all the time when people just chit chat with one write and chit chat, and they get their feelings hurt when I don't write back. Uh, because I'm, you know, I'm busy. On an average day, I, get, I can get anywhere from three to ten thousand emails. So, uh, I got people that go through and just click for what's important, and other people who answer other stuff. Uh, certain things, anything dealing with the radio set station itself, or work related to that, or any of the research projects I'm working on, uh, that'll be sent to me. But everything else goes through them. So be careful, and they're very protective of me. So be careful you don't piss them off. Um, what I would like to order a UFO. Mm, I would like a, a UFO. Red and yellow, a little chocolate sundae on top of it. I'll be a happy cat camper. Uh, unidentified <laughs> flying sundae. There we go. Mm-hmm. That works for me. But we got to go seriously, guys. The Outer Realms is coming up next. I'm sure Michelle is already cussing me. That bastard Joe's getting into my airtime. That's Michelle DeRoche and Emilia Passano. They host the Out of Realm. Dun, 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 dun. Who, who is their guest tonight? I guess we could be nice and flash their banner across the screen. Uh, there we go. Guest Todd Johnson and Brett Engelberger. They, the new documentary, Flash of, Be- <laughs> Flash of Beauty, Bigfoot Reveal. Bigfoot? Man, I'm not on their show. What the hell are they talking about? Anyway, we got to go, guys. Zane, thank you. You were great. I had a great time with you. Uh, hopefully, you, you, when you'll get, I'll get to see you on the big steps at the Hollywood. 
Uh, Zane's going to win it all, people. I'm not talking about <laughs> this. He's going to get a good job out there. He's good looking, too. So, you know, as an artist, I'm a job acting. So you never know. Hollywood, you know. Florida. Oh, no, people. Florida, Florida, New Orleans, and Atlanta is Hollywood South. Mm-hmm. And they're actually producing more movies here than they're in L.A. anymore. Uh, so, yeah. So he's a good looking guy. He's also got talent. You never know. All right. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you, man. And good night, guys and girls. Remember, stay tuned for the Allen Realm. Man. Give Michelle a big hug for us. And don't forget to vote. Uh, we will start in July 1st. We will be voting. So uh, we're up. Uh, let me see. UF on the cover. So, uh, it's the Centralist, The Outer Realm, Chasing Prophecy, and Writers of the Future are all up for podcast awards this year. Be sure to go vote starting January 1st. And you can get sick of hearing me say this, but vote, 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 vote. I got runner-up last year. I want to win, people. If you want to hear me bitch all year, I want to win. On that note, good night, and I'll see you all next week. Good night.